0: 99. All right, Cleveland Moto, we are rolling. We have numbers. Uh, yeah, we're trying to get these podcasts out every single fucking week uh, and make sure everybody gets their share because I know there's going to be some weeks coming up where we have events and shit like that. We might not be able to do it. Uh, Bandcamp's coming up, which is a big deal for us. And then, of course, AMA Vintage Days. We'll try to record there. I don't know if we'll be able to download or upload, I should say, from, uh, from that location. Uh, so to my immediate left... Chris Smith. And Chris, what have you been riding this week? What's uh, your
1: This week I've been riding the 2002 Kawasaki Concourse.
0: Okay, that's been your, your main steed for this week?
1: Uh, well, I was on a road trip, so that's what I That's what at. you did, that, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. On, the, on the big trip. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. Oscar?
2: Oscar, and I've been riding my 1958 Allstate. Yeah. Uh, I've been <laughs> riding it. Uh, the weather's been great around here. You should probably help
0: people. There's, when you say Allstate, that could be a lot of different kinds of bikes.
2: Yes, it's it's a Vespa, it's a vintage uh, scooter that was sold back in the day, '58, and the uh, Sears. Uh, Sears, Sears through the Sears catalogs, and Roebuck. right? Yeah, Sears yes. and Robocat. <laughs> yeah. Qu- question,
0: because you are obviously you're you're of Mexican national origin. Did you guys have Sears? Yes, we did. You did. Yeah. Okay, so you had Sears. Yeah. Did you Even get the catalog we'll
2: when you were kids? Uh not there wasn't that, I don't think so It was just the stores themselves. Okay, uh, we had the
0: catalogs, and I do remember being a little kid, being able to see the the scooters and motorcycles in the catalogs. Mm -hmm. But they weren't the Vespas. By that point, it was like the early 70s.
3: Made it past the underwear section, did you? (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of sticky, those pages. All right, and to Oscars left.
4: Nick DeVito, and I've been riding my Suzuki SP200, and also I've been riding to work on my uh, Vespa Rally 200. Yeah, it's a
0: gorgeous one. We do want to get a picture of that in the show notes. I'll, I'll have to write it in sometime. Thing. yeah because that's, that's a beautiful bike i sold him a what could be loosely described as a pile of tetanus <laughs> yeah. and it was it was the definition of project bike and if anybody has any question about can you turn a sow's ear into a silk purse yeah you can because it looks fucking gorgeous and to his left
5: uh sleepy cinch yeah. and uh been riding my super tenro to work and a lot of other places and then I allegedly may have ridden my Husky um, off-road in a Miles Road-type area off of 480. Urban, urban exploring? Urban exploring, allegedly. I'm not quite sure that happened, but yeah, that's pretty much what, what happened this week.
6: Cool. Wait, oh, wait now you man. have a new bike.
5: No, I was about to say, and, and I rode, which out of all of it was probably the funnest riding all week. So we bought my wife from this awesome shop called <laughs> Moto a, a little Metropolitan 50, yeah. which you don't know if it's running or not when you hit the button, but... You want to talk about bringing a smile? What 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 color scheme is it? It is creamsicle orange. (laughs) It's perfect. It's perfect for her. This is my wife's first motorcycle-ish thing, and she's Mm. enamored with it. Um, She was so
0: excited. Your kids were so jazzed. Yeah, they were
5: pumped. Everything about it turned out great. It was a Um, circus. She went from having to park literally two and a half miles away from her work to next door to the front
6: door. Wow. So that's, that's fantastic
5: it's been great um, so yeah so I, I've been taking beer runs on that and it's pretty awesome yeah all right oh and to his Sorry. left
0: I'm
3: distracted somebody's yeah, out front yeah. looking at bikes no he's not they're not looking at bikes we'll get to that
5: yeah yeah
0: we'll get to that
3: jolly Chrome I have not ridden that much because I've been taking kids everywhere yeah I, ha- I have ridden though no. I've ridden did. both uh, 89 Pacific coast all right which Left my house last night and went to my nephew, Mark. Uh, uh, hopefully he'll enjoy that. Yeah. And I've also ridden my 2012 Moto Guzzi. Ooh. Which now you can fit in the garage. Which, yes, <laughs> now, that the, now that the plastic couch has moved to, you know, migrated to Lodi to his house, <laughs> I can actually put my V7 bagger yeah. into the garage without pulling the cases off. And nice. without using the center stand. I still use the center stand because I, I like it. Because you but, like to. Yeah. I mean, I literally had to before. I had to take the cases off and yeah. set them on the lift with the chopper. Just so you can put your in the slide it in and stand it in the center stand because there's no room. Oh, my God. But now I have room. The uh And is
0: have you had the chopper running? Have you had that out? I around? have
3: not had it running on gasoline. Yeah. I've had it running on wolf juice a couple times. Okay. It's got a couple of oil leaks.
0: We'll talk about that in another podcast. But that's... Oil. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> that's a pretty good topic, so... Right. And
3: to
5: his
0: left...
7: Steve Hoffer, And today I rode... <laughs> my RV250. My SIM RV250. Yeah, scooter. Yeah. And my KLR250. And I... Uh, cleaned out the carb and put together my CL70, and I rode that today.
4: Oh, cool! You mm-hmm. just showed off. <laughs> no, and I
7: rode the Ruckus here,
4: mm-hmm.
7: and <laughs> four in one day. <laughs> yeah, that was just. So that was just, today, right? that was just today. That was just today. And earlier this week, I was riding uh, my Africa Twin, and I rode my uh, year-old Deco quite a bit because I had to do some work at all my other plants, and I can't carry as much stuff on carry stuff. So I had to carry a bunch of tools and a bunch of instrumentation so the deco was perfect for that Oh yeah so. well done so, so
3: that's, that's
7: seven
0: I, you You'd seven fucking
7: motorcycles that run yeah and also my zero turn mower <laughs> 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 shit I
0: was like your zero? zero? no your zero turn mower I only really
7: have two bikes that don't run okay what are your two bikes that don't run? my two CB354's okay and I'm I want to work on those right
0: but I just, I just don't have time. I mean, I, I know if to, you and Luke ever put your heads together on that. I know Luke is fiending for CB354 stuff right just now. Just carburetors.
3: Can't right? find carburetors yeah. anywhere. They're like fucking un- unobtainium. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well,
7: all these guys on Craigslist keep advertising parts CB354s. And yep. then they are all a bunch of flakes. So. Half,
3: yeah, half of those are the same fucking guy, though. Yeah, yeah but he's a but flake. So whoever like, that guy is, he's a flake. He'll, Luke went out there and made a deal and shook a hand and offered to leave money. And the guy's like, oh, no, no, no. And then the next day, he was a ghost. He couldn't be had on the telephone or would not return messages. Hmm. And then the following day, uh, the ad was back up for more money. Oh, really? And it was the yeah, same dude. and had
0: mm-hmm. an ass wiped.
3: Yeah, I mean, and Luke is so meek and so nice. I'm like, you were at his house, I'm like, I would just call this guy and say, look, dude, it's really poor business to do that when someone knows where you live. Exactly, right. Hint, hint. Right. (laughs) Doesn't take much, man. And to his left?
4: Uh, Pete Hempling. I've been riding my 2017 BMW F800 GSA couple hundred miles on that and uh just up tonight i rode the hinder ruckus Mm -hmm. we live in a pretty congested area here in cleveland (laughs) and uh the the, the ruckus is a good get around town bike you know i gotta strap up to ride the uh f800 and it's uh, to get out of town bike but uh, if i'm scooting about town i'd say take a scoot about on the uh on the Mm -hmm. ruckus Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I still wear the gear, but you know, it's It's the right bike for the neighborhood. It is, it's it's, you know, it's not too many places around here you can get up above 35 miles an hour, and that's what that thing will do. And that's
0: where our shop is about our locations that we've had for the past two incarnations of our shop. We are either in Lakewood or Lakewood adjacent. And Lakewood, if you're a Clevelander, Lakewood is kind of a very convenient thing, you know, Lakewood, Rocky River, and Westlake, and all this stuff over here. It's very scoot friendly. Like you don't need yeah. to go over thirty-five miles an yeah, hour. Right. Yeah, you can go yeah. just about
3: anywhere yeah. on residential surface streets. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. thirty-five North is South usually the max.
4: You don't have to go very far. You yeah, thirty-five will get you where you want to go. Yep, and you yeah. can park on the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah, you can park on yeah. the sidewalk. If you're under under one hundred sure. unless unless you're in a city. <laughs> All right. But you know what? That's what's weird
0: is we've heard. So you know the law that the law that was so kindly given to us says that in the state of Ohio, motorcycles under 150cc, scooters I don't know if the law actually specifically says scooters or motorcycles but it says 150 cc's for sure and it says that they can park on the sidewalks as long as they do not interfere, interfere with the use of the sidewalk by like pedestrians
5: impede traffic, impede uh,
0: pedestrians. Pedestrians. traffic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly and so the state has deemed it so and a couple of people have gotten tickets hmm. and the ticket was written or the ticket was issued, and the person immediately took the ticket with the ORC and said, Look, this is the state of Ohio has deemed this legal. And the court or the safety administrator or whatever says, Well, just because the state of Ohio says it's legal doesn't mean we say it's legal. Right. Oh, and I'm saying, Well, no, that's not right. That's it's,
3: it's not, but yeah. they do it all the time, right? Exactly. They and don't have the a specific s- law saying right.
7: that you can't do it. Exactly. Then Ohio law is supersedes the, their
0: law, but unless it, you have a specific law. But it.
7: unfortunately, yep. Ohio is a home rules, yep. a home rule state, so yep. that the, you could make a law that uh, says that
0: you can't do right. an Ohio law. So, unless they, but if
7: they don't have it on the books, they can't enforce
0: it. Exactly. And what we found though is every time that somebody did decide to fight it and go into the mayor's court or whatever to fight it with the ORC they end up losing they end up they end up winning they end up saying they 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 just dismiss it and they're like well the state has deemed it so and in in all reality that means the cities will usually follow suit they just haven't gotten around to it yet it costs money to make those changes and those cities aren't prepared to spend that money on something stupid like a moped parking on the sidewalk law as far as that's the way they view it right
5: and if anybody's interested that's I just sent this to my wife so she could park at her Smart. school. Smart. And so print it, it out and laminate it. I did. I did and she stick did. it on the
0: scooter. And so it is section <laughs> so
5: 4511.68, and it's yeah. section B. Yeah. A person shall be permitted without charge or restriction to stand or park on a sidewalk, a motor-driven cycle or motor scooter that has... An engine not larger than 150 cubic centimeters or bicycle provided that the motor driven cycle, motor scooter or motorcycle does not impede the normal flow of pedestrian traffic. This division does not authorize any person to operate a vehicle. In the violation of second, don't ride on the right. side. Don't ride on the side, <laughs> yeah. but you're right. allowed to park. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So she has yeah. that. Actually, I sent it to her. Print she printed that out, it. out, laminate it, put it on your handlebars. My
0: yeah.
6: yeah. zero on the <laughs> sidewalk all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Zeroes. I'm amazing. waiting to get a ticket for that one. <laughs> if, if I take the 200 badge off of my rally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah I I debadged my GTS 250. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just figured, what they don't know won't hurt. Right. Me. And I pull up, park it, you know, park it, run in, and do what I'm going to do. I've had the cops standing outside, and be like, "Is that your scooter?" Yeah, well, cool, well, man. That's now weird. they just
3: want to take pictures of yeah, it because it's yeah. fucking scooter. It's, it's
0: furry. Since it got all weird, now, now that it's grown a fur coat, everyone likes to take pictures of it. So, what did you do? You went to Americade?
1: No, I went to Laconia. Oh,
0: Laconia. Oh, Laconia. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that like a big Harley thing still? Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. Right. yeah. Where is that located? That's in Laconia, New Hampshire, oh, okay. and uh, it actually takes place in a, a section called Weir's Beach. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, I will tell you, so we got there Tuesday afternoon. I guess the big days are right now, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But we we rode up there, and it's parking in the middle of the street. You know, they, they park the bikes uh, nose to tail down the middle of the street. And we walked down the, the length of the row where all the stuff is. There's t-shirts, there's patches, there's all sorts of... Uh, Any you know, leather? Crap. Yeah. Leather. <laughs> <Bandage>. <laughs> oh my god. <gosh. laughs> and I gotta tell you, I was sitting there looking at all this shit thinking, the length <laughs> of this party is maybe just about the same length as the Hooli. Right. right. I thought, what's the big deal here? Right. Now, of course, I went rolling in with my concourse <laughs> had my high vis helmet and my high vis jacket. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, they gave me premium parking, of course.
5: Right. <laughs> they thought you were a cop. <laughs> right <laughs> next to
6: the the porta potty. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> they saw you and they were like, oh, one of these guys.
6: But
1: <laughs> it's. It, I mean, I'm. I'm glad I went to it because the bloom is off the rose. I mean, yeah. the, 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 there's. There's really enough to it now. What we did was we rode a lot of the back roads and blah 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 up and down, turn around. They went to whatever that mountain is. Uh, uh, Washington, Mount Washington, yeah, yes. and, and the two guys I was with, they wanted to take their fat bobs up to Mount Washington. And I said, "Fuck that!" You know, if right. you guys go, I'll wait for you down here. Sure. I, no way am I taking the concourse right. up that kind of a hill and then get get stuck and have to try to turn it around before I topple it over and push it off the edge. So uh, I said, "Fuck that!" You weren't climbing Mount Everest, Chris? No, I've driven, yeah.
4: <laughs> I've driven up like I drove a '73 Cutlass. To the top yeah. of Mount Washington, I drove a tw two hundred yeah. to the top. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> on the way down, I wouldn't start till I got it. Like, oh, really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, <laughs> I was telling these guys. I said, if I had something small like a Honda Rocket, yeah. I would do it in a second. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because there, what you can. You never. You
7: wouldn't make it up there in two days.
6: Right? No. <laughs> Wait, is it a road or is it dirt or whatever? No, it's
1: it's a paved road, a road. Is, that road. is... is it's a private road. Yeah. Is wow. lightly paved, yeah, it's like seven yeah. bucks for a motorcycle yeah. to go up yeah. and stuff like it's that. It's a
0: unique marketing opportunity to get a, car, a sticker that says, this car climbed Mount Washington.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But i got to tell you, so we're, oh, we're coming back yeah. yesterday from from New Hampshire, so we go through New Hampshire, we go through... And the temperature was maybe 62 or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, so we get through New Hampshire, get through Vermont, and then we get on to... Uh, you know, some of these roads in, in New York. We eventually get out onto I-90. And we're on our way to, to Utica because mm-hmm. we're going to overnight. And so we're, we're getting into some traffic. And we happen to pass a kid on on his motorcycle. And we didn't think anything about it. And we get down four more rest stops and pull off. <laughs> I'm in taking a leak. And here's this kid walking in. And, he, and I, I looked at him. And the kid has on a, a tank top T-shirt. mm mm-hmm a backpack, a helmet, gloves, pants, and boots.
0: Yeah. And 62 degrees out there.
1: And it's fucking cold.
0: Yeah, and he's going 70 miles an hour getting that 20-degree wind chill. He's, he's, he's not, not old, old Chris.
1: Chris. Huh? He's not yes. old. Yeah. Yeah, he's a kid. So he's... Chris said,
4: come on over, yeah. let me warm you up. <laughs> well, I did better than that, but he's on like of
1: 2002 he <laughs> Honda uh, CBR600. Okay, yeah. So with the rear sets and everything yeah. like that, hunkered. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, so he said how are you doing he says I'm freezing. And if any guys know me I, I, I overpacked overpack yeah, the shit like Yeah, you're overpacked. Yeah. So I said, "Well, <laughs> I said I got an extra jacket on my bike if you want to borrow a jacket." He says, "Really, man?" I said, "Well, where where are you going? He's coming from Connecticut to Columbus, Ohio. I, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, with, What's with, her name? With a with T-shirt. A with a tank top T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, he's in a band. I was gonna, in a every band. other time
0: I've done that, oh, it was to have
1: sounds. His name is Delaney Morgan. I told him about the. Uh, so you're getting a shout out here, Delaney. Cool. But either way, so <laughs> you know, that's, the, that's the, the Summer Joe rocket jacket with the flow through right. ventilation. Yeah. And I thought, well, you're still going to be cold as shit. I said, Yeah, but it's think? a windstopper. I said, yeah. You think maybe you want to buy a sweatshirt? He says, Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, oh, so we got a sweatshirt geez. on him. So wait, wait, this Put kid's freezing his tail thanks, off. And Uncle you gave thanks, him. Uncle Chris. Wait a second, this kid's
0: freezing his tail off, and you gave him a perf? Oh, <laughs> a perforated jacket. Why well, no wouldn't I? G- I wasn't. Well, yeah, I didn't have the liner in my jacket. So you literally gave this guy the <laughs> <my laughs> equivalent of a fishing net.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, if you
3: want to complain, he's like, he's I mean, like, it
4: sounds like Chris was casting fishing nets. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no. Settle
0: down now, Settle down. It was catfishing in what order because it's like, hey, do you want a
4: jacket? And the kid's like,
0: oh my god, do I want a jacket? You bet your ass I want a okay, jacket. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you. I'll take a jacket. Oh god, what, do call, how, what do I have to do to get this jacket? And then you get to see you the know? jacket, and the jacket is a fishing net. It's a fishing net lightly holding armor together. Gladly
3: give you this jacket
0: if you burp into this can.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I not are cold? Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete, get out of the gutter. Come exactly. on up in the curb with the rest Come on of
4: the over guys. here, you
5: little son of a bitch. How can I repay you for this jacket? Just take some pictures of you wearing it later. Regular. On. Regular. <laughs> Without that tank top. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> you,
1: guys, you, you guys are off a little bit here. <laughs> so anyhow, I...
5: If I, only we had a
1: liner,
0: the kid would have actually been warm.
1: Well, you <laughs> know It's not... It's not like I'm walking into Uncle Phil's, you know, I know. Uh, <laughs> shooter shop, you know, what, it. what else am I going to do? So anyhow, so so the kid made it all the way down to Columbus by today, and he's going to take the jacket over, drop it off at my sister's house, who oh, lives cool. in Columbus, so, fantastic. good karma That is
0: good karma yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's exactly and it And he had that nice <laughs> ventilation system going <laughs> on
1: Yeah, but he bought a fucking sweatshirt He I did, so that's good so he, a sweatshirt. Got a, he got a thermal layer
3: You, b- you the bought name. him a sweatshirt, didn't you? No, I did not you uh, I, I was, I no, I I I was
2: going to ask that
0: He
3: negotiated And then he bought him a sweatshirt
1: So he's in a band with his brother, his best buddy And a drummer who lives in Columbus Okay. So he took a one way flight back home to Col- to uh, Connecticut somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Got on his bike, throws on his. This guy doesn't uh, sound like the sharpest tool G- in the G- shit.
3: Let me guess, he's a bassist, isn't he? The-
1: no, he's the lead guitarist oh, and the Jesus. songwriter and all this kind of yeah, shit. He <laughs> can't yeah. play now
7: because he's got frostbite. Right. <laughs> he was wearing gloves. But Steve, it, it, was, it was
1: right up in the neck of the woods, a specular. You know how cold it gets up there. Oh, yeah, it's cold. I didn't mean, I mean, screw I around It It's cold. I thought, fuck, man. And I actually said to him, I said, think maybe it's time to break out the gear he says well this is all I brought this is all all I brought
0: but you surely have more that's the danger when you leave on a ride (laughs) on like an 80 degree day and you're like, oh, it's gorgeous out. I don't know if I'm going to need all of and this. Then, and that, then you realize you need more than that. At
4: that's that what, point, I'll empty the garbage out of a garbage can yep. and use the garbage can liner. <laughs> I've heard anything have. to like break yeah, the wind. Yeah, you know? Like holy moly. So, yeah. You know, all
5: these guys, yeah. that, any part in a storm. All these guys that don't understand adventure bikes or even the idea of luggage and stuff. are always like, why would you drag that shit around with you all the time? Well, let me tell you, I got enough shit to fix my bike, fix tires, and I have about three different <coughs> ranges of temperatures that I can put on at any time. So that's why I have these ugly-ass bags strapped to my bike. Now,
1: I'll, I'll tell you, I could have given him, for the reduced mm. flow-through, right. my rain gear jacket. Right. But I thought, well, fuck that. You might it, need that. It's going to rain. <laughs> 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 so I'm, I'm hanging on to that. The
0: only thing in the world that will make it stop raining is having a rain suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have a rain suit, it's mm-hmm. 30% less likely yeah. to rain.
5: They yeah. said so if it's a drought and you want it to rain, just wash your car. Wash or your a car. bike or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this
0: is Phil. And I spent most of the week riding my six fifty. My new six fifty. which one? Persis? The new one. The oh, the oh the one that you guys all walked past. Oh, oh that. Yeah, yeah. My uh, new The new Honda. The four tired yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that thing's cool. It's got fourteens uh, on the front, it's got thirteens on the back. Yeah, it's weird. It it's, <laughs> it's the last car is the last car designed by Soshido Honda. And uh, it was a project with him in Pininfarina, so that's why you see a lot of the cues there that you've seen mm. in other Italian cars. And it's uh, a Honda Beat, B-E-A-T. It's 650 cc's. It's five speed. Um, supposedly it's governed to 136 kilometers per hour, which we have photographic evidence is not true. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I, the record top speed was 143 kilometers per hour, which is as much as one would like to argue about 88 miles per hour. And the tachometer was, uh, and mind you, this was a car, not a motorcycle, a car. And, uh, yeah, the tachometer was at, oh, here we go, a lot. Uh, (laughs) The tachometer was at 7,800 RPM in a car doing 140 plus kilometers per hour. And uh, stable is a fucking rock. Like, and uh, a less than 11 feet long, less than 5 feet wide, 1260 pounds...
2: To the
0: 90s. It's a
5: ninety. a ninety-two. Ninety-two. Yeah, ninety-two. Wasn't this part of the movement? Isn't there like a, a movement in Japan for what do they call them? They're like a certain class. Of- I pronounce
0: them Kai cars. I've heard Japanese people pronounce them K cars. K E I. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's and it. so the rule is, K- as long as you meet those structural, if it fits in that box, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, if it's less than eleven feet long, if it's less than five feet wide, if it weighs less than I think it's fourteen hundred kilograms, or fourteen hundred pounds rather. Um, then it doesn't need to have airbags, it doesn't need to have side door bolster, Like it doesn't need to have a lot of things that a real car would have to have. Mm. It can be insured a lot cheaper, and it can it's uh, taxed at much lower rate. Mm. So you can imagine why they're popular. And so mm. a while back, we bought a, a Subaru Sambar minivan that had a Volkswagen facelift done to it, mm. so it looks like a transporter. That's over at Porco, so right. uh, Stefan's got that.
2: But this one has an airbag, right?
0: It does, in the form of a spare tire. Yeah. yeah. So it has a spare tire <laughs> mounted in front of your feet. Well, no, oh, wow. between your feet and the passenger's feet. So when you open the frunk, there's a spare tire mounted there. And in the owner's manual, it says, do not drive around with the spare tire missing, because that is the crash safety oh, uh, wow. Feature really? of the vehicle, the crum- crumple zone. So th- yeah, and <laughs> it's bed. but it's very popular because the trunk will hold like we figured out twenty-one beers or something like that. Yeah. So the this trunk is, the... is literally big enough to hold like four large fish, it's Just a... like four dinner-sized fish, thing. and that's the trunk. There's like a boombox battery, and <laughs> you, know, you can see the air conditioning plumbing, the dipstick. And that's about it. And then the frunk is very tempting to take that spare tire out and just use all that space where the spare tire was for, like, actual items. Yeah. But they don't want you to do that in case of a collision, which you would die in anyway. I mean, if you put on an average galvanized trash can, you'd have a better job of surviving <laughs> a crash than in this car. It's... uh. You but you're barely a foot above the floor. Oh no! Yeah, you're you're, 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 you're on the ground. The ground man. Man. Yeah, you're on the ground. When so you're sitting in this thing, you are you are lower than a badger's badger. How, I mean, you are right there.
5: How many do you estimate are in the states?
0: I don't know. I don't know. There, so when you get into these things, there's the Mazda AZ1 or AZ1, which has the gull wings like a like a Mercedes uh, SLK. Mm-hmm. So the the doors open, and I've been very fascinated with those. I've been watching them closely. People pay way too much for them. And fortunately, when I went to the dock on Tuesday to pick this car up, there was an AZ-1 there. So I was able to uh, distract the dock worker long enough because they don't want you taking (laughs) pictures of anything. So I was able to distract the dock worker long enough that I was able to run over, open the door to the AZ-1, and jump in it, at which point I realized I couldn't shut the door. Mm. So I am six foot one, 210 pounds Is not authorized to go in May Z1 <laughs> At least not with the doors down Now I have heard <laughs> you can drive them with the doors up
5: That's good to know So you don't buy one though
0: Well that's exactly, it's going to prevent yeah. me from buying yeah. it It's the same reason I can't buy a Mitsubishi Delica Because I really just don't fit in them I, I'm fascinated by them But I really don't fit in them
1: Don't, don't they come in extra large? They don't, right. <laughs> no they
0: don't And like to get all that trick ass Fucking Gullwing stuff you lose space cuz you have to support all that. Mm-hmm. And so the Cap- the Suzuki Cappuccino is also 650 cc's but it has iron turbo And this does not have I-turbo. This has like a Metrek kit or whatever. But it basically has three individual fuel injectors per cylinder and it changes them based on your foot pedal position for how much it's firing. Like it it has basically VTEC but it's on the intake side. So that's that. Not hey, to interrupt. Go
7: ahead. Should Bart, we right? tell our listeners what the agenda is for tonight? We do have an agenda.
0: Thank you. That's excellent. We are trying to change things. Thank you. You like pulled a meckle fresh there. <laughs> I'm, I'm so we're going to go through as uh, Thanks,
4: Dad, for keeping us on track. <laughs> yeah, we we're going to do the
0: what did you ride this week thing and then go into that. So to, in today's show, we're trying to be more organized. So in today's show, we're going to talk about uh, pe- purchases that people may have made for themselves, their motorcycles or their motorcycle lifestyle. Uh We're also going to talk about what things people want to have happen for them at AMA Vintage Days. Selling, buying, drinking, falling, whatever. Um, (laughs) Milk crate, whatever. Um, We're going to talk about two new bikes from Honda, the the Cub and the Monkey Bike.
4: Yes, please.
0: Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to have a special text session from Jenny Chrome about a bike that is becoming far more desirable to people in our price range.
4: PC800H. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk about some uh, some major problems that exist with affordable Harley Davidson's. And we're not talking about sportsters, we're talking about, you know, eighty eight cubic inch full size Harley Davidson's that due to their age right now are becoming buyable for three thousand, four thousand dollars. And a lot of people are going, Jesus Christ, I can get a whole goddamn soft tail for four thousand dollars? Why not? I should run right out and buy one. And we know people, friends of ours, that are like Shit, I can buy a Harley for four grand, I'm gonna go do it.
2: Well and even on the auctions that you've been in, yes. half of the list Egg are Harley
0: Davidson's. Fucking Harley's. And so, and that's the point, and point. that's what we're gonna talk about, what we're gonna talk about. Because be careful if you're buying that lightly used Harley Davidson, there might be something you might want to think about. Uh, so that's our lineup for the show. That's what we're gonna be talking about in this episode. Uh AMA vintage days, man. It is getting closer. Yeah, don't delay. A little closer. less, whatever. And yeah, we did confirm it with all the Santa Cruz people, and Zach is coming in from Boston with a bunch of his friends. Uh, we're going to take down the CL100 to ride and sell. You know, CL100, the orange one back there. And it turns out Zach's bringing two CL100s. So we're going to have tres amigos of uh, <laughs> CL100s. So that's fucking great. It's July 6th? 6th, 7th, and 8th. Yes. Yeah. And if you get down there Thursday night for the camping, you can go over to the campsite area. Uh, I know there's a fee that can be paid for. Person camping, like literally primitive camping, no, like no camper involved. Like you want to sleep in a tent. Mm-hmm. So it's really affordable. That's what Zach and those guys are doing. And I think they also I think they got a little camping spot, just like a tent camping spot. And then if you do go in there, if you want to camp by us, we are in the far, far back corner of the campsite. So people who are in the know. We'll know where the Lou moto that's Louisville Vintage Motorcycles party is. And we are exactly the distance away from the Lou Moto party along the back fence that you need so that they are not keeping you awake all night. Mm. So we are about what would you call that? Would you call that seventy five yards? Seventy yards?
6: From, the burnout, yeah, the one
0: burnout. Kawasaki H2 burnout and the Half disco and yeah. the disco, tent. the disco ball, the disco lights, and everything else. So yeah, we're about three seconds by Kawasaki H2 from their campsite, and uh, it's uh, you'll see the big yellow bus. So we will have the big yellow bus there. Uh, there last year, there was a big yellow bus camping right across from us, which made it yes. convenient. So we yes, were one of two big yellow buses. So but we didn't see too many other big yellow buses around the neighborhood. So look
1: for the bus corral. Look
2: at Look pretty for much. the
0: bus garage, pretty much. Yeah.
2: Are you guys planning on recording a yes. podcast? Yeah, we're we'll gonna record a podcast.
0: <laughs> we'll do a podcast uh, Friday night mm-hmm. and we may decide to do just one monster cast with you know, in the bus with mm-hmm. with uh, Liza's equipment and then she can drop it. Yeah, nice. I think that'll be fine. Yep. So, that's cool. And we may run our shit, too. And, you know, with the setup, us doing this with an MP3 format, um, it keeps the file size pretty small. So, I don't think we'll have too much trouble dropping things remotely. Hmm. Using, like, a... a you
5: so, know. you're going to do it on Friday, but not Saturday, when you announce my, my bike that I'm winning. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we not, yeah,
0: we are not going to do a podcast after the announcement. And we'll do the announcement for the winner of the Moto Guzzi. Uh, we'll see how the energy is, but we'll either do it, like, Saturday after midnight or we'll do it Sunday morning. But I, I would be more inclined to do it uh, Saturday after midnight. And if you folks that have bought raffle tickets, um, I have not contacted you at this moment. We are still putting your name on raffle tickets. I just have been bad at writing all the emails thanking people for making the $20 donation to buy raffle tickets. Um, yes, we are keeping track of these things, and we still have about 150 tickets left. I want to go into mid-Ohio with about 100 tickets remaining. So that we can have some fun selling tickets yeah. to people there. So we can get the energy up for people who are on site. So the ultimate goal is to go into Mid-Ohio with about 100 tickets. I have no problem working a couple of days selling tickets um, to keep the energy up. And remember, if you do want to buy a ticket, just send uh, $20 to clevelandmoto at gmail.com. PayPal. Use, use your PayPal. Send 20 bucks to us. And then once I get my shit together, I'm on a little bit of a delay <laughs> right now. But once I get my shit together, you'll get an email back thanking you for your... $20 donation. So, thank you very much. The motorcycle is a 2015 Moto Guzzi. It is fully resplendent in all the Scrambler apparel. Yes, it is. And it is very resplendent. It has the Agostini exhaust system that you can't buy anymore. Um, that was one of the early... I mean, maybe even considered to be a prototype one. We are the first people that got one. And uh, it has all the fun stuff. The sump guard, uh, the knobby tires, it is ready. You know, mm-hmm. it's the... It's one of the most capable bikes you'll see running around Mid-Ohio because it can both do the street, the freeway, and the the crunchy, gravelly, dirty stuff. So, fun. And it's a fun bike to ride, too. You know, Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, that thing was in its fucking glory, man. You know, that thing likes that kind of a ride, so good stuff. Uh, Anybody have any targets? I mean, my goal is I've got about four bikes I want to sell at Mid-Ohio. I've got four bikes I'm taking with the CL100 for sure. There's a bunch of stuff that's small and lightweight. Um, when we were at the bar, our friend Colleen was like, she's like, I think I'm going to go to band camp, I don't know. And we we're like, oh, man, if you're oh. going to go to band camp, if you're going to go to band camp, you need to take the Metropolitan. Because, you know, we have this, ready? It's a double header. Three, two, one.
6: Oh, oh it's oh, like it's quadruple, man. Yeah. Damn. Alcoholism. Yay. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs>
2: Rory. Yay,
0: booze. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were joking like, oh, you got to have the Metropolitan. And it's true. Bandcamp in Mid-Ohio are like, that's where those bikes are shining. Mm. You know, you. Oh, man. So, yeah, I've got a number of bikes I want to sell. And I figure I'll just take like four or five. And this way, if I sell one, I'll still have three to ride. If I sell two, I'll still have two to ride. Yep. And my goal is not to bring home anything in my pants. Or in <laughs> yeah. the form of a motorcycle, <laughs> yeah, that's my goal. The uh, are, is anybody looking to buy? Yeah, what are you looking to buy? Of
6: course, I always.
7: want a C seventy trike.
6: Go, oh, yeah.
7: you know the, there,
0: we've seen one seen every one. year. Yeah, we've seen one. A black and, and white one. Yeah, mm. and it's tastefully done. Yes, Jeff. yeah, it's tastefully done. I want is that, that so just badly. totally fabricated? I have no idea. Okay, but it. I want one so bad because the front of it is a passport, <laughs> and the back of it is the only thing dumber than a passport—a <laughs> grant, an old person's truck. Like it is literally a geriatric person's truck. That thing is, Yeah, <laughs> my grandma, my grandma and grandpa had matching ones at Wilder's Trailer Park in Chardon, Ohio, oh. which was all senior citizens in their uh, tornado bait. Ooh. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: that's all there was, man.
0: But. Yeah, I've seen that damn thing running around, and that does have your name all over it. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm jonesing so hard for mid-Ohio. When I was at the auction last month, I actually sat through 25 or 30 golf carts. Because I just wanted to know where the price was. I just was like, golf carts is something I don't know fuck all about. And so I was like, well, gas versus electric. and, and, And I can tell you, in the used market, in the wholesale market, Gas and electric doesn't mean one fucking bit of difference in the price. But this Kubota diesel, so this
7: RV 900s or this RV 1100s. Is that American some history. regular golf cart, or do you have to get into no. some weird no. fashion? It's a, it's, no, it's like it, they work had utility one at that. Yeah, it's a work utility. It's oh, got okay, a dump okay. bed. It's and not, not a real stuff. golf cart. Oh, yeah. But it's, yeah. Almost, it's like a mule. The cow's not mule. I'm
0: talking about actual golf carts. Yeah.
7: But you can take the doors off You can All take right. the cab apart And yeah. so it's open like a golf cart right. Except it doesn't have two like a, the reverse seats It's got Probably. a dump bed or a flat bed Yeah, or so a that bed. actually
0: has a lot of practical application Oh, it does A golf cart's just to get drunk
7: Plus right. it's a three-cylinder
0: yeah. diesel <laughs> <There's>, Yeah, if I was <laughs> yeah, something like that cab. I'll buy a Kai truck Possibly pull two, and, two chariots at once <laughs> yes, Exactly <laughs> And that's the goal <laughs> <laughs> Bar raised Yeah, So you're looking to buy a three-wheeled passport I usually tell people at AMA Vintage Days I have my unicorn bike. Is like this year I'm looking for a. So one year oh, I was looking for a CT110.
3: Have that conversation again, right? And I found it,
0: right? And <laughs> I <you>. can't remember. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Bill. Right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I can't remember if last year I had. This year I'm looking for a. Oh yeah, well this. Year, oh yeah, we, Because was we. Was that last year? Was that last year? I think it was. So last year we did. We got the what RV. Was year before. I think it was last year.
3: Hmm. It was last year. The RV was mine. Right. Yours was. I can't the remember. What was mine. The TDM? T- yeah, the T- TDM. Made
0: 50, yeah, yeah. The TDM. That was last year, yeah.
3: And you found yeah. both of them. I did.
0: We managed to find <laughs> both <laughs> of them. We did good. So, like, i got to figure out what the unicorn bike's going to be for this year because there's always got to be a unicorn. Bike. It's all
3: there. It's, it's all, all, all there. You <laughs> just
0: got to be willing to to scratch beneath I'm the surface. seriously
3: yeah. thinking of taking. Mm-hmm. I still have that five fifty Suzuki sitting around. Yeah. I'm gonna it. make it run, take yeah. it. And in a perfect world I would love to be able to sell it for enough to purchase yeah. or trade it for a decent trail 70 for sure. my kid. Perfect. Well
5: that's that's mm-hmm. that's
0: you know yeah. and that's what Mid Ohio was built for. You could put a pie plate on the front of that thing, put Everybody a paper wants plate on it, ride it around four laps, and then park it in the middle. Where yeah. everybody does the drive bys, yeah, yeah, and put your price out yeah. there and your phone number, because that seems to work the best for Trade me. Trade for one mm-hmm. Trail seventy. I sold a lot <laughs> of garbage last year, and I've got. You I was sold trails, about,
3: Last year was the year for you. You sold four of them. Fucking. We sold four Trail seventies in like yep. an hour and a half or
0: something. Yeah, it was like. Yeah. Those are hot though. They, so were, super yeah. they were super hot. We, we didn't go under $1,000 on any one of them. People, a couple I of I think Chinese the monkeys scooters. are going
4: to put a kink in that. Oh, I and think the
0: monkeys are going to. I think the monkey being available. At, well, it's
4: okay. We'll get to that when we get to that. So That's so, exactly what the yeah. new Beetle did in 1998
3: to the vintage Beetle market. Yes. Exactly. Um, right. Really? It did. Yeah. And same with the minis. I wouldn't imagine the same. Person would be interested in yeah. new yeah. Beetle versus airheads. Well, I mean, there was there
4: was quite a uh, division there. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah.
4: Well, I say corporate didn't want to like embrace the old school people, but the old school people were the people that were lining up to Survival buy people, the yeah. vintage-inspired oh. new yeah, Beetle.
6: Yeah,
0: yeah. I can tell you in the it's mini okay. market that. <laughs> When those minis came out, when the new minis came out, the vintage mini market wasn't doing great. I mean, it, it wasn't Damn. it wasn't off the charts. But when the new minis came out, not just people but dealerships were paying stupid money for inichenti eight fifties, which were like the the whipping child of the mini market because they're the slowest, the least yeah. motor. Um, they're in the most interesting story if you follow the backstory of it. It's a very interesting story, but. The, the idea was a car that you couldn't sell and had no hope of selling. Because even among many people, it was like, dude, you do not want an Inch Nt850. That cannot go 55 miles an hour. You know, mm. just, just forget about it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, if you had an Inch Nt850, and you could hire somebody to paint that Union Jack on the roof of your <laughs> Italian car, yeah. you could sell it for $5,000. right? Because it was a mini. And that's what happened in the market. And every Mini out there got snapped up. Like everybody snagged a Mini.
2: Right before I moved yeah. to Milwaukee, I was just about to buy well, a Mini that just came from Australia to Tijuana. Right. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I found randomly, like just going through the lots. You dodged a bullet.
0: There. D- you did dodge a bullet. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I crawl under every single Mini that I see and I look at all the ones that are importable from Japan because mm-hmm. of being a right hand drive vehicle. Right. They. Uh, they. Really did like them there, and mm-hmm. even as much as the Japanese people are known to take care of their cars and lavish a lot of attention on them, they're still rough, and it's just they they can't survive. Yeah. It's, it was let's just admit what it is. It it's wasn't English. a great design. It's English. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, it's right up there with the English space program. <laughs> they got it nailed down. Yeah. 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 So if you haven't, if nobody's fucking noticed the cub. And the Monkey. The new Honda Cub and Monkey. I've got the websites pulled up. Take a look at the pictures. Holy shit. Uh, the, the Cub is gorgeous. The blue color with the red seat, it looks absolutely like it should. It's got that same color blue that they used on the Super Hawk um, and the original, like the CB400F Supersports. It's got the red seat. All the lighting is LED. Yep. Is that may or may not be ABS? I think it is ABS. It, so ABS. it is front, ABS. Front ABS. Front ABS. It's not rear. rear yeah, front. Front. Yeah. front. Yeah, it yeah. is ABS. Yeah, the one
2: twenty five. Yeah, go ahead and take us through that
0: because you you Piel's did the Keyless So
2: it's a, a 2019 Super Cub <laughs> C125 yeah. with ABS, and its MSRP is
4: thirty six hundred. Wow. that's what they're planning on I have the
7: money set aside for it already. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, That's That's going to blow this shit out of the scooter market. Yeah, that is
4: going to reset. It is. They said it's Uh, it's limited. Does the website show the the, the, Cross Cub? No. No.
5: No. The Cross Cub gives me a motor boner like I haven't had in like 20 years. (laughs) The Cross Cub is a
0: proper CT. (laughs)
4: Yeah, so if they bring that out, dude. That's not for real. That's not coming for sure. I thought it was. I, I don't know. I'm asking. That. I, th- I think I, that's I, I, my understanding was that that was like a dealers
0: have placed orders. I mean, dealers that I know have already placed 30 bike orders for Super Cub. the Super Cub and the Monkey. Right. The Super Cub for sure. And nobody's mentioned anything about a cross yeah. Hmm. Okay. So y- the, it's the not, only thing was not on current dealer orders. Well, order it was
2: launched sheets. in Japan. So it's oh, launched. oh, yeah. And that's okay. the thing so for some of the stuff, there's also another Super Cub Pro. Pro, yeah. that's also only marketed in Japan, that has the, the basket in the front with the weird light on yeah. front of the basket. Really? So, on the lower side. LEDs, right. but it's still nice. in front
5: of the yeah, basket. The headlight the like, and on a the rack in the back. see if is going to be like, yes. And, and instead no. of the headlight
0: being mounted to the handlebars in traditional fashion, which you had cargo in the front of the bike, you couldn't see. You just see the light yeah, on it's the cargo. All mm-hmm. the front. so uh, all the front. Uh, there's a... Liberty that we saw when we were in Italy and it's an electric Liberty, but it's a, a it's a delivery Liberty. So we called it the Deliberty, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it said the same thing. It had a large cargo area in the front and then it had a headlight mounted like down in the front fender so that the headlight was aiming where you were aiming. So it's like one is convenient. Like, the, like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but also it had that large cargo area over the front wheel. So you're not wasting all that space. And it looks like the, the, Pro. the Honda Cub Pro. Yeah. And then they did a 14-inch wheel. So rather than the traditional 16-inch wheel, they dropped it down to a 14, a little bit of a chubbier looking 14-inch Ooh, wheel. Yep, yep. Quite something. Are
2: they 17s or 16s? It was 17s. 16s. 17s. 17s. Oh, 17s. It, it's okay, at, yeah. From 17s to 14s. Okay. The only thing that I did notice is that the Super Cub only comes in the one color. Yeah, the, blue. The, the colors blue, blue, blue. Just blue? The blue. Oh wow! Just, that's Holy the only shit. color. <laughs> the monkey is the only one that comes with two colors. Right, and I one of the two colors has ABS. Yes, red, the red one. The red one has ABS, yeah. and then there's the yellow...
7: Baboon Butt Red. Yes, it is. <laughs> baboon Butt They red. had a special name for it. I didn't write I it think down. I that was the was, color yeah. code. I don't <laughs> think it's Honda Glory Red. Yeah. It's so, it's it's Honda it has baboon a special name, red.
2: and they have the, the Banana Yellow. Bananiel, banana Yellow. Banana Yellow is the yeah. other one. Right. And that does not have the ABS. That's the, the monkey. You've got a yeah, banana and baboon ass. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
0: yes. yeah. But yeah. I, both of them. So now how much more expensive was the monkey than the cub?
2: So the, the the cub is thirty six hundred. Yeah. The yellow non ABS monkey is four grand.
0: Okay. Ooh. What does it cost to throw ABS on there
2: and get it red? Two hundred bucks. Oh so two hundred bucks you got red and ABS? Yes.
5: It's it. Oh wow. it's worth it for
4: two hundred bucks. Damn, for two hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. For forty
5: two hundred though, how much better of that is than the spade? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not
4: matter. <laughs> I'm on record right now. <laughs> Just by the looks of I'm something. going on record right now yeah. in podcast land. Yeah. Any Honda dealer yeah. notifies me immediately I will pay sticker price yeah. for the first monkey you have right. in red with ABS. But you see serial
2: <laughs> number zero 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 one. No, yeah.
4: sure. <laughs> but that's the
0: thing is there will be people that are saying I will go a thousand over.
4: Right. Yeah. right, you know, and that's there are dealers, dealers who will go take that back to the when when the new Beetle came out, exactly. the new Volkswagen Beetle. Yep. Dealers were gouging on those, yeah. and same with Ducati scramblers. Yeah. Also, I I don't know if this is a fact, but it's my you know interpretation right. that the new Beetle saved Volkswagen. They, they were they were at like a low point, sure, and I, then I'll, that I'll was like that. the turnaround, <laughs> and now they're mm-hmm. like a. And it yeah. got a lot
0: of people who never drank the Volkswagen Kool-Aid before, a lot of soccer moms, a lot of people that just weren't into VW. They went, oh, it's adorable. It yeah, there's yeah. a Bud Vase on the it dash. Is,
4: oh, I was say. It oh, is yeah. a dash. It yeah. is a vase on the dash.
7: Bud, bud yeah. Vase. Yeah. Yeah. The very first nice. motorized
4: vehicle I ever had with my paper out money yeah. was a 1970 or 69. Yeah. I think it was 70. Yeah. Um, Z50A Mini Trail oh really and that bike the monkey is that bike it is that bike Mm -hmm. but it's 125cc yeah (gasps) it's bigger but it looks Uh, the same well it's better now I'm like you know I'm not the kid saving my paper out money anymore I'm a guy with a job and I can afford it and I'll buy it. Put it in front of me right now. I right. will buy it. Of course. So, so park it on
1: your sidewalk. <clears throat>
4: look. Yeah, don't park it on the sidewalk. No, no but you can park it on the sidewalk. Oh, you I'm, can I'm totally buy one too, me. right? Yeah. yeah,
0: it's still yeah. under yeah. $100. A very rarely yeah. would I... There's no, there are very few opportunities where I look at something and go, stupid impulse buy. Right. I will put off having my teeth worked on another year... So I can buy that stupid <laughs> fucking bike that I don't need.
4: Well, we started right. we started the uh, podcast tonight by saying what we're driving. I rode a Honda Ruckus right. up here tonight, yeah. and that's it, like the dark bike of the century. Mm-hmm. But I love it because I love right. Honda. I love the dependability. I love the yeah. practicality of it. Right. And this new monkey bike, it's like takes me back to my youth. Right. And it also has the practicality of the ruckus
6: Mm -hmm. with modern
4: retro cool. It's like, yeah. I love it. You pitch it right down the middle and I'm going to hit it out of the park.
0: I don't know whether I would like... My problem is the Cub makes more sense. The monkey bike is more fun.
7: By both. and By both, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) One for each foot. The, the,
4: The Cub to me doesn't speak to me. Right. The monkey speaks to me because that's the bike that yeah. I saved my paper route money for a whole fucking year to buy that Not bike. That bike. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and you know what? This is the other side of the story. Somebody broke in my garage and stole that bike from oh, me when I was a kid. So my whole life I've been l- lusting out looking the one. Z50s. You know, I've had a number of Z50s. Right. Z50As, mm-hmm. Z50Rs, whatever. And this is the Z50 Ultimate. And this is the Z50 mm-hmm. Ultimate. Nick, bike. what do you think about it?
0: Uh, well, I'm wondering if it's like physically larger than the because I know the engine's bigger, the engine's yeah. bigger, and the wheels are bigger. I think it's oh, probably the size of a grom. Yeah, uh, right, that yeah, would yeah, it's, exactly. it's going to be like a
4: two-thirds yeah.
5: scale bike. I think, and I yeah, think okay. that, I think it's the size of the spade. I think yeah. it's equivalent to that. Right. Well, like, I, I everything I, I that I've gonna read gonna about
0: it so far says that <laughs> a lot of grom running gear. Pete's going to buy this bike, and yeah. a week later, somebody's going to break into his garage.
6: And
5: <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: So the original Z50, the original monkey bikes, right. Sorry they were dad. very small. I mean, if you ever ridden one, as a full-size adult riding an original monkey bike, they're fucking tiny. They're smaller than a CT70. Uh, they're smaller than a, than a Trail 70. They're small. And when you and your brother were riding around mid-Ohio, it was kind of hilarious. But this is going to be bigger. This is going to be proportionally bigger so that, like they said, a lot of the running gear comes out of the ground. To fit but. all
4: the people that grew
2: up with the original.
5: I was gonna yeah. say, yeah. they didn't get smaller. Right. Did you guys, how many how many at this table remember that that one shot of the two fattest guys yes. in the world oh, on the, yeah, like, on yeah, the yeah. Trail yeah. Seven? That, that would yes. be the Maguire McGuire brothers. That was a famous like yeah. think about it, yeah. there was no internet
4: back then and oh, yet God. all of
5: us saw that picture.
4: Of course. This. Okay, I grew up right like thirty miles west of here, Midway Mall was like the big thing. They came to Midway Mall. It was like part of like a publicity stunt. What? And pe- yeah, people went to see them. You know, I was like yeah. the two fat, the fat guys. Yeah. You know?
6: <laughs> In the checkered shirts yeah. with the yeah, flags. And I love the glasses. I that? love the I the love the the, the,
3: yeah. the, the McGuire twins. I love it the lamb chops. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. the
0: lamb chop sideburns. And and a, lot the of the, a lot of
3: the pictures are definitely on trail. Trail seventies. Yeah. Uh, I want to say the, the the bikes they rode for the to officially get the record were yeah. st nineties. Oh yeah, because they were they were lace spoke. Oh, they were my bigger wheels. Sweet. <laughs> Jesus, those are big people. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit.
0: The one picture looks like he put handlebars on his dick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's never seen his dick. So it's,
6: yeah. Oh, yeah,
7: they're oh definitely my
0: god. god, those are big humans. Can we make an appeal to whoever stole
7: Pete's? Z-50, 40 bring years ago. It 40 years ago. To just <laughs> yeah. bring it back and leave it out front.
4: Oh, no. And actually, I think in that picture, the boys have lost some weight. Probably. Yeah. I think this yeah. is
0: after they've, they've I'm going to say that's
4: on the way up. That's not like,
5: a, they're not losing weight. Think about this. How iconic are those guys in that picture that we all, re-
4: they, Oh yeah. you know, oh, was,
5: there was no, no internet, no, there was no, no sharing well, stuff. No. Because we all saw those
4: there yeah. was the Guinness Book of World Records. Right. Yep. Yeah, and that's that was where the they were. Yeah, I remember yeah. like looking through that Guinness Book yeah. of World Records and thinking like, this I want to say
3: seventy six or seven was the first year that they made it into the Guinness Book. Yeah, it, was, it was a while ago. Well, girl, what's the load are. rating
1: on those bikes? We <laughs>
0: see one Maguire. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a unit of measurement. That's, that's one again. Maguire. Yeah. It is less than two Meguiars. They had <laughs> negative two, two
5: inches of suspension travel at that point. Yeah. 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 these
7: bikes can be so overloaded. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. one They're Maguire tanks. or a Filipino
0: family. You know? My
7: wife and I ride
0: my C70. Yeah. yeah. And we're not small people. No. No. But, but the point is that also... A Vietnamese family of seven <laughs> can ride that,
7: right? With all their right. home furnishings and yeah. with ten pigs oh, strapped yeah. to the back. The,
0: the, the impossible
7: loads that we've all seen. Oh, it's, I have a whole Cary. book of the impossible loads on the sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 truck. I don't
6: know. There is a, there's a
7: book of pictures. <laughs> it's it's a it's about three quarters of an inch wide, yeah. and every page is an impossible load on a on, a, on, a, on the truck. And, and, and is, once again, bike's bike's Steve's telling us <laughs> impossible load Yeah, bikes a, bikes a, yeah, bike's a or something. Yeah, every load's possible. Said that, believe. <laughs> uh, so, so what
2: were the specs on the on, on those bikes? There was there were four stroke. Yeah, they're four stroke.
0: They're two valve motors, so it's a standard yep, two traditional valve. two uh, uh, one twenty five motor. Fuel injected. They're fuel injected. Fuel injected which uh-huh. is fantastic. Centrifugal clutch. They're strokers. <laughs> and they're still the semi automatic gearbox. Yes. So they're well, still. I, I thought the monkey was was manual. No, they're all there centrifugal isn't? clutch. I think, I think they're just they're traditional semi-automatics. Yep. Yeah, you can look it up. The, web, the internet's in Uh-oh. front of you. A, the, uh, but I've locked. Okay. No, i no, just click that. Yeah. But
2: it, but it does look. If you, if you look at the pictures, they look, even if they're bigger, they yeah. look at scale they for the original fantastic. one. If if you just look they at the pictures, it's like it's, it's exactly the old. And one. I
5: love that everything is LED.
2: Yes, I the, love that. The dashboard
5: digital. Is, dash yeah. is very t- very tidy. So. Looking at the manufacturers, mm-hmm. and because Honda listened to the adventure guys and brought out the four, they're bringing out the four hundred and fifty L or whatever right. it is, right? And we'll t- I think we should talk about that. For and a they're bringing out the monkey bikes and right. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the.
0: Lever. Is, it, what's that? Are you sure it's not that dummy double brake thing? It says it's uh,
7: wet it's got clu- a multiple wet clutch. Which, Which one? The, 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 monkey? On the, monkey. the monkey the monkey. Huh. The so the, Cubs, so it, so the, the cub. the is the cub is the automatic. automatic. Yeah, semi-automatic. Okay.
5: Yeah, but so, it's so, not gonna be the one that actually like listens to what people actually want.
2: Well, one one other, it, it may be something to do with that. The other the other thing is that is the sixty year anniversary of the Super Cup. Yeah, so it okay. started in nineteen fifty eight. Sixty year anniversary. Sixty year of Super and a hundred million sold. Wow, a hundred million a hundred hundred. That's more after than a million years. No, but where do most of those live, though? Do you think Southeast,
5: uh, Southeast Asia? Asia right? I mean, right? yeah. Kansas, China, China, China. Well, yeah, I mean, I figure, but I'm just saying. Like, I mean, hey, if you're, riding, a,
0: if you're riding your Super cup down the street and you jump off the seat, it goes to Southeast Asia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, that's just it. Just goes to visit its people. Yeah, that's all it is.
3: Being used as livery vehicles over there.
7: Well, yeah, I mean, these. And, you don't the,
3: see one with less than like four people on it Right Exactly. <laughs> they had a, a video of somebody
7: throwing it off A four story building yeah, and they That got was, out a, the, that was a special that yeah. they did
0: with Richard Branson Sir <laughs> Branson And they did it with Sir oh, Branson because he was doing uh, A Doctors Without Borders thing And yeah. they, they were doing a charity event Where they were outfitting a number of mm-hmm. doctors With um, super cups
6: mm-hmm.
0: And they were Showing how durable they were And they threw it off of like a four story building Onto concrete and they wow. threw it off a four-story building into concrete, and they picked it up and fired it up and drove it away. <laughs> you know, well, ow, there you go. So, I guess I guess there's the Toyota, uh, there's the Toyota Hilux, and then there's the Honda Passport. So
2: didn't the same thing happen with the 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 Volkswagen, the Beetle? Wasn't also like an anniversary for the Volkswagen?
0: Oh, when they brought out the new Beetle. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they did that in conjunction with something big. The New Beetle came out in 1998. The New Beetle came out in 1998. Which was... <sighs> no, it was really not so it's a probably not big,
4: close significant to anniversary. It was
0: 60 years after Adolf signed uh, well, the papers. Yes, it was well, true. Yeah. Well, what was the first What was first year to be officially
2: important? 58? Uh, no,
4: no, no, no. Um, 52, maybe? <laughs> okay. It would have been significant yeah. if they brought out the thing. Well. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. the
5: thing went last in from
6: seventy-two <laughs> to seventy-four. <laughs> right? Yeah. The thing. Yeah. The thing. I'd that
1: still
5: th- buy it. No, anybody have That, not that be in I would the buy other. the f- if they brought out a new thing. I would buy that. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah but at that point, well, I mean, that takes that makes
0: Honda elegance looks uh, Honda elements look swoopy. Yes, exactly. I mean a oh, right. thing is brick of brick of bricks. Yeah, but what, yeah. what no. other
2: brand would you? I mean. Honda has this iconic The Cub. For what other brand would you want them to bring back from an old like a Kawasaki
0: tribute an actual real tribute because right now they're doing a Kawasaki Z1 they're doing another you know, Kawasaki Mm. KZ900CC and I mean we saw it at the motorcycle show and when it was all fucking retro fitted to look old it was kind of convincing but when you saw it the way it comes out of the dealership it wasn't as convincing anymore it was like Look, here's what it could look like if we put on three thousand dollars worth of makeup of coal. Yeah, yeah. But
7: BMW could
0: come out with something with Rolls Forks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they that could.
7: Was
4: the fuel injected R sixty. They have a fuel injected R. Yeah, an R sixty nine. Well, yeah. that's what killed the Volkswagen Beetle. They couldn't make it emissions compliant with catalytic kind of like converters right. or the air cooled motor. Yeah, the cafe they, standards yeah. were just
0: yeah. so high that. Uh, the standards had gotten to the point where the car was, and it's the same reason a lot of things left actually in that era. That's why we didn't see Vespa's after 1981, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. keeping them compliant would have cost more than it was to build the bikes.
1: But if if you just jerry rig the software, then you pass off. <laughs> <laughs> the- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that bad software, and
0: that
4: was brilliant. Yeah. That was <laughs> a different <laughs> problem. A, does, right. Oscar
5: had a pretty good point though. Is there any other manufacturer you can think of, you know, that had? That or as a as a tiny bike. little kid, you oh, okay. wanted it bikes that are they're bringing them back or that they'd want them back. Well, well BMW. you gotta
4: give Harley the props. Oh. Harley oh. like kept air cool yes, shit. You know how how did they get around? But it?
7: there isn't well. But their bikes are still the same. We'll talk about, about in that in part two that way, you, know, you have to give it,
4: you have to yeah. give them props. That, right. That's the same thing that killed. Volkswagen and that same thing. But the only thing I investment? can think of in, in regard to what hmm. Arthur's saying is right. if they brought back
5: a vintage RM80 or right. something like that, like to give it that like old school no, no nostalgic kind of because like as a kid, that's mm. all I wanted. My, oh, you're, you, that was seriously. RM80. The time I was like eleven till whatever. RM80 was what I wanted. That the Bonneville. Two things going the Same
0: thing. That's a good example. The Bonneville is an excellent example because the new Bonneville from the Triumph Real Estate Company was a <laughs> dead-to-fucking-nuts ripoff yeah, yeah. of the Bonneville from Coventry, mm-hmm. you know? So that difference, the Hinkley Bonneville and the Coventry Bonneville, like, that is a great example of somebody going, yeah. we are, like, visually replicating. Mm. You know, the GB500, they were replicating a bike they didn't build. They were replicating well, two the different w- bikes. They shoved them together. Yep, exactly, yes. And WR650. if you want a good
7: Bonneville, you buy one of those. Right,
0: <laughs> if you want a really good Bonneville, buy a WR650, absolutely. And I think looking at motorcycles, like, as a thing, yes, the Cub is the perfect bike, yeah. and just like the Harley, it's never they've never stopped building. So the Harley... No matter how many retro editions of Harley they come out with a Mooglide Glide or whatever the hell, you know uh, I just I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the Harley Davidson nouveau pants. You know, so that so that all these hipsters right now that can only say one word pan 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 pan, pan pan, 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 pan. pan Springer Springer Heritage Softtail was
3: a forty eight pan. It sure was. I mean absolutely. Was, it was made to look like a forty eight pan. It did,
0: especially in military livery. You know, those things were those pan. things were confusing. <laughs> they looked like a WLA, you know? They were so confusing. But and they never stopped making it. No never, side
4: laughing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to Step Stepbrothers reference there yeah.
1: <laughs>
4: for the uninitiated. Side chuckling. Yeah, that was so funny.
3: <laughs> but what's the?
0: Uh, I mean, the TW 200 still kicking around. Yeah. Yeah, They're man. Still kicking yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. No, Suzuki brought seven, back the van. 86, 86, Suzuki seven, brought right. back the Van Van. Yep. Excellent example. Yeah, yep, there yep. you go. Yeah, the Van Van came around. That's the Harley
7: game. of Japan, is it? Yeah, because of all their bikes that they made twenty, thirty they're <laughs> <laughs> still making them. <laughs> I would, the you know, six fifty. I got one.
6: I got in, of dollars,
0: so they had not had an R and D department for years. <laughs> Chrome's got one. I got <laughs> one.
3: I would love to see, and I would, I don't know if I would buy one because I don't know if I could afford to buy one, but I would love to see a retro looking Katana. Oh, Gen One katana. Oh, yeah, Gen Gen One katana. Eighty two,
0: a straight up Gen One katana. All right,
5: Honda could bring back the original interceptor. That would be nice. A nice five hundred or one thousand, like the eighty
0: four interceptor. You know what's funny is we we joked. I mean, you joked my nightmare. Uh, (laughs) I hated eighty three. Like, if you want to ask me when did when did motorcycling as a whole just phone it in (laughs) and just completely just be like, you know what? We've used up all the good ideas. We've invented, we've discovered this new substance called
2: plastic.
0: (laughs) Let me show you all the fun things you can do with plastic. And we're not allowed to make motorcycles actually go fast anymore. (laughs) So we're just going to put different shapes of plastic on them to confuse you, like German scatter camouflage. (laughs) And every fucking motorcycle had like, let's take square gauges with round sweeps. And we'll put plastic on top of plastic and some more plastic over here.
4: Square headlight. Yeah, yes.
0: Fake louvers. Yep. We'll have louvers that go nowhere, all over the like, place. <laughs> <laughs> gas
4: tank that sweeps into the side panel. Yes, the gas tank that goes into the but side panel. They continued that because
5: right. I, I had an '87 Honda Hurricane right. back in 1988, and yeah. I took me like 14 hours to change the oil because you had to take off yeah, every yeah, body great.
0: panel to right. get to the motors. Well, and you know that the father of the PC 800. Yeah. that's what happens when there's mm-hmm. too many body panels yeah. laying around, <laughs> and they just like that's, well, that was like a space shuttle. That's not that, like that was truly <laughs> a space shuttle. But that but back to. I like. The first time I saw a Honda CV750 Custom, and in gorgeous two tone blue with blue and different shades of blue, <laughs> metallic blue with gold <laughs> pinstriping between the blue, and they had like it had blue fucking mags on it. And I saw this thing, and I looked at that thing, and I saw that fat girl seat on it, that king and queen stepped seat. And I saw this dual overhead cam motor and I was like, what the fuck, man? Did like, did, 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 Honda accidentally back over a Harley Davidson (laughs) and have to come up with some sort of compensation package? (laughs) We're like, who the fuck were they talking to that said every bike should look like a Harley? And they went, but, but all we have is this inline V4 motor or this inline four cylinder motor. Okay, well, just do Harley on everything else. (laughs) So don't do Harley on the motor. Do Harley on every other part of the bike, but leave the motor to be a Honda motor. And I looked at that bike, and I went, fuck, what committee designed this piece of shit? (laughs) And then an an 85-mile-an-hour speedometer. And then realized, well, oh, they're satisfying some stupid EPA thing or safety thing. And then I jumped on the bike and went, no, 85 is optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
7: when everything was... On a like CB
0: 750 dual overhead cam motorcycle with four goddamn carburetors, and it's doing this at 85 miles an hour. And, like, shit is making weird noises, and it's not <laughs> happy. Hey, it was so it's lean. No. They, I think yeah, they all were lean. They were garbage. And that motorcycle was shit. And if you parked it in the rain, the igniters would fry so you didn't have sparks anymore. You know, Because that's more modern and and stuff. It was fucking horrible, man. And (laughs) they were like, front page of Cycle World Magazine, world's fastest motorcycle. It was a Honda CB 1010 speed. Yet again, the same fucking ugly motorcycle that it was as a CB 750 Custom, but with shaft drive and a low range and high range. Fucking garbage. Who got paid to design that shit? Who did they say, you know what Americans are really going to like? Something that is an imposter. Being lied to. Yeah, they love being lied to. Maybe somebody Absolutely. lost
1: a bet and had design. Oh, fucking <laughs> I hate all
0: those bikes. And even when the Interceptor came out, when the Interceptor first came out, it was just all the plastic. And it, there was a motorcycle under there somewhere, and it had square tubing. I was like, square tubing? Tubing. now that's interesting. driven cams, though. But yeah, and that—that that was the thing. Was that motor was just like, oh god, that motor. And you looked at blown-up pictures of that motor, and we're just like, well, nobody's ever going to work on one of those. That's just, that's just it. There, there's pins and springs and shit. There's pins that go into springs. I've never seen that. I didn't even know you could do that. How did How the hell do you have a helical hollow ground spring? How is that even a fucking thing? <laughs> How does that even work? And it goes twelve thousand. What are you... No. 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 Mm-hmm. That's alien technology. That's not real. I would like to see a retro bike
7: that has yeah. a, a longitudinal 4.
0: Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're It's water-cooled now. No, because it's water-cooled now. You it. Yeah, I like dig it. Yeah, yeah. I dig
3: it. I dig it. I'd love to see a Cleveland Tornado, but... Well, and that's... I mean, no, I'm, I'm just saying... <laughs>
0: Quit chasing the goddamn 45. Quit chasing a 45 V twin because yeah. everyone else has rubbed their dick on it. I mean, <laughs> who, name a company that hasn't for fuck's sake. You know, oh, Odaka. Suzuki, got it. Good
6: <laughs> Doc.
0: Right. Oh, there's
3: my retro, road <laughs> toad. Road toad. always wanted a road toad. Wombat. Wombat. never had one. Yeah,
0: compact. Had Starburst heads are the coolest. The Starburst heads are great. It's like, dude, you're those like, were, it's, uh, it's all fins. Those weren't Hendakas.
3: No, that was yeah. Emler, Doug Emler, uh, yeah. which went on to be DG. Yeah, the aftermarket. the aftermarket yeah. Radial heads. Radial heads. Yeah. Where you're like, is
0: there a piston in there, or is it all just cooling? <laughs> DG <things?"> Gold <laughs> DG yeah.
3: Gold then they, yeah. they, they changed them up a little, and instead of having solid fins all the way up, they yeah. split them, and they call it porcupine heads. Porcupine heads. heads. Yes. Oh, yep, <laughs> those are fucking cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Because if you know if what? A, if you, you know had what? a porcupine head... And lay down Fox shocks on your Elsinore. You were the fucking You were the coolest guy in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? And then Yamaha came
0: out one year later and made all of that obsolete. (laughs) The first time I saw a Mono shock, I went, oh, shit, I see how that works. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, everything else looks very stupid right now. And I was nine. (laughs) (laughs) I was like nine years old, and I was like, well, Well, this pretty much changes everything. And that was the same way I felt the first time I saw a set of actual air shocks. Like, the, remember the front? Yeah. The inflated shocks? The first time I saw a set of those, I was like, well, that's smarter than oil and springs. Until you put one PSI
7: too much in it. Well, (laughs) until (laughs) time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the dudes that had them at the time, and those guys could do anything. That shit was incredible. But I do think, and even if looking at automotive stuff, the Volkswagen Beetle did have a triumphant return. All of that bullshit dive stuff, whether it was a prowler or a PT cruiser or whatever, all that V8. stuff. People went crazy for it. The Camaros, everybody's going crazy HHR. for it right now. HHR, yep, everybody's going crazy for retro retro right now. How so about the mad.
4: triumphant return of the Fiat
0: 500?
5: Yes, you're exactly right. Yeah, here we go. Maybe. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? Though? Here's Jenny. the thing, though. So, like when Mini brought the the first, the, you know, they brought the Mini Cooper out in what 2002 or something was yeah, like the year. Like that. Right, that mm. they did a pretty good job. Yeah. But then, five years later, they started to fuck it up. And yeah. then, that, like, ten years later, and it's all fucked up, and it's just stupid. So now they're like buses. It yeah, looks like a fucking
2: SUV. It, it is. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, ruin well, it
5: ruins it. You have seen the
0: Cinquecento Maxi, 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 whatever that fucking 500L is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: When,
0: uh, mm-hmm. when Merritt's blew up, we took it to the shop, and they gave us a 500L as a loaner. So, first of all, it's the same motor in a much larger chassis. Uh, fantastically larger And it came with the, and it had the CVT transmission in it. So that was one of those things that when you mash the pedal, noise happened.
5: And then
6: later you'd get
0: some acceleration. (laughs) Yeah. But but it was not good.
5: But that's my point, I guess, is that so nostalgia only goes yeah. so far, right? And so some of these companies try to melt that nostalgia <laughs> a little too far. And well, how much can you yeah. push the design elements and stuff? So when the two thousand and two <laughs> Mini came out, it was like it was like it was like a modern version of the smaller one, and it worked and it was pretty sexy. I had one for a while; I loved it. It was a yeah. great car. Oh yeah. But then as it went on, it just they've they've built it and. Biggered it, grossed it, and it it doesn't... Now I have no nostalgia toward it. I look at the new one, and I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking Ford Flex. Exactly. (laughs) We here are are
4: all, like, motorhead guys. We, like, appreciate, like, the original, and we see, like, how it's morphed into what it is. But there's other people that just see, like, the pretty package. It's, like, put Mm -hmm. in front of them, and they're like... Consume this, but, and, but, and but they that's they just my point. Consume
5: it. How long, like, how many new people are out there? Like, if you're if you're presenting a, a, a something that has li- lineage to something, mm-hmm. how much can you get away with before the people that enjoy the lineage are like, "Fuck you," exactly? Right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah.
4: you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the same time, I like how Mini is. Well, Mini is the brand, whereas the Countryman or the Clubman; those right. are different models. What I don't like about Fiat is that everything has to be a 500.
0: Well, and that comes down to that comes down to this idea behind. The motor selection of the of the car, and also, we did drive a Fiat Panda in -hmm. Italy, and I loved the car. I mean, we drove, we abused that thing the way you should abuse a rental car with Mm -hmm. four people in it, and we went everywhere (laughs) in it, and we went, you know, over hill, over dale, over curb, over you know, parking ballard. We we drove the car the way the car is meant to be driven Mm -hmm. in an urban environment, and it was fantastic. There was plenty of room, it handled well, it drove well. It was great. I do think that the Fiat that we had here in America that popped a head gasket at 50,000 miles, I think that Mm -hmm. car may have suffered from Americanization. Mm -hmm. I think that in its home design, its home country, its home platform, it's it's probably really, really good. But you also can't tell me that as the owner of the car, when I contact my dealer and say, look, my car has 1,000 miles on it. I need to bring it in for an oil service. And they tell me, no, (laughs) you wait for the oil service light to come on. And I said, no, I'm not at all cool <laughs> with that. It is still an internal combustion engine. Mm-hmm. We need to change the, the life giving blood out of that motor now that it's had some break in. No, you, have to get you all wait those metal until the light comes on. That well, that and the so, you left in there. Right. And yeah. the end result is, I got furious and I was like, when is that light going to come on? And they said, 6,000 miles
6: mm-hmm.
0: for your first oil change. Mm-hmm. And I said, that is unacceptable. I can't believe that's good engineering. I just fucking can't. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's this is going to happen forever. I'm driving the Honda Beat, so as long as I'm going to own a Honda Beat, people are going to take pictures of it oh, in front mm-hmm. of the shop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I moved it from over where it was, where we couldn't see it, to over here where we could see it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. more, pictures of, more pictures have been taken of that car than a heroin-filled Elvis. <laughs> know. It's, uh, it, it's ridiculous that car is a Fucking camera fly, but <laughs> I do think that there's something that gets lost in the translation when you bring something from its home market here
7: yeah. and it has
0: to meet our rules and play by our games. And, and I think, think it's
7: could, all ugly blinkers on everything, it's, it's just everything. Get rid of part the cool side
0: light side markers. I mean, why
1: what's so wrong with Pete, side? What happened
0: life? to the smart car between America and Europe? Between Europe and America,
1: they dumped it down.
4: Well, I think <laughs> in the <laughs> urban environment, yeah. it was a very good fit. But you get into the open road suburban or open road environment.
0: <laughs> well, just list the differences between the smart car that you could buy in Europe and the smart car that you couldn't buy in Europe. The okay. smart car you could only buy in America. Turbo diesel engine? Not available in Europe. Not available in America.
4: Right.
0: What, What? 72-inch wheelbase? Not available, not available in America. Hayabusa hey, motor?
7: <laughs> not available in <on> America. <laughs> But yeah, they changed <laughs> a
0: lot of things on the smart, and it didn't. It wasn't as fun anymore. You couldn't park, couldn't park them sideways. Like in Europe, that was the the selling feature of smart cars. You could literally park the thing sideways. The wheels t- turn or something. To no, know? no, you
5: could pull into a parking lot sideways. It was it was long as a car is wide. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you could
0: so, just you could just so just short it, pull yeah. it in yeah. and
5: be between two normal cars. Right. Yeah. And so
0: you could fit four smart cars into two parking spots. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. But you can't do that with an American one because of the bumpers. Because they made or it longer. longer. No, they actually made the chassis longer.
5: Do you ever see the crash tests? There's, there's the. Um, I, I just, it was one of those YouTube loops that popped up. You know, With the Mercedes. No, this is like they had a crash barrier and they had remote control smart car, or remote control some American tiny car and whatever, mm. and the American car was much larger, but it was still the compact American car. And they did seventy miles an hour into like these cement barriers. And the American car hit it and everything crushed into a ball and like the whole cockpit was just completely destroyed and everything. And then they did the smart car, and the smart car hit it, and the cockpit area actually survived. Everything else blew off, it's the roof blew, blew off everything. this way, and all the energy was exerted outward and the car slid this way. Yeah. Where the American car went and hit the thing and went over it and like kind of blow through the whole thing and everything.
7: They had one with a Mercedes, like a big bat like a mm-hmm. Big body Mercedes hitting a smart car. Yeah. Oh, and that thing just bounces totally across the room. But
5: like it you literally said, becomes a soccer ball. Right. Yeah. But,
7: but the yeah. whole the passenger compartment was totally intact. Right. So all the people that were hurt. like,
5: "Oh, you're going to die in a smart car," they actually yeah. engineered it. That, that well, isn't that's it like the that.
2: smart car supposed to be Mercedes and Swatch watches? Well, that was wasn't the, that the interior original? was yeah. smart yeah. and yeah, smart yeah. and Mercedes was the yeah. actual. But motor. it's
7: pr- it's a very very safe car. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's what they put like uh, space probes into land on Mars. Drop <laughs> yeah, a smart car or And the ch- rolls out of it <laughs> Drop a smart yeah, we car a Boing, boing,
3: boing, boing, <laughs> boing And yeah, that's exactly it So the trunk yeah. of the Tesla flight through space opens yeah. and A smart and a car, smart car up. Up. Yeah. And then the probes in the, the smart la- car That's the landing unit it's like, yeah. <laughs> So uh,
0: on to our next Thing, our next topic So we have a customer coming to the shop the other day And he's driving a 2003 Harley Davidson Fat Boy, right? But it's a Harley, Harley Fatboy.
3: Yeah, it's an O3. Yeah, it's a Harley Fatboy. Yep.
0: which is their 100th anniversary edition. Yep. So. They have cool pinstripes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> in our showroom, we have a 2001 Road King. Uh, we have a Road King Classics, 2001. We have a Dyna Wide Glide that's a 2003. And so all these motorcycles have the same motor. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Right? Ish. So these are all... Every single one of these is twin cam.
3: They're all twin cam. All twin cams. Uh the the, the uh, They're all eighty eights, right? They're all eighty eight well they're all eighty eights. The the soft tail, or in other words the fat boy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Is uh is solid mount, which means the engine bolts right to the frame. Sure. And it has counterbalancers in the cases. Mm-hmm. It's still a twin cam, just like the others. Right. Um, the dresser, the, the the Road King there, is a rubber mount. Okay. Dyna's a different kind of rubber mount. Yes. Kind of the same, but kind of different. Right. Um,
0: and the idea I'm trying to show is that there's three basic families of the same motor. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And yeah. there's three, acknowledge, like, there's, to me, when I look at these motors, because they were used for a fucking long time. And you know Harley really hung its hat on this. And uh, it on the was twin cams?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they did. Came out and, in 99 yep. in some yeah. models 2000 in soft tails. Yeah. So um, this big spread, 99 to
0: 2006 for sure. Yep. So this big 7-year spread. And not only is it a big 7-year spread, but it's it's when Harley Davidson did its strongest marketing push it's ever done in the history of the company. They were celebrating their 100th anniversary. They had financing deals like you couldn't believe, and production numbers were through the fucking roof. What had happened prior to this was there was this implied exclusivity with Harley-Davidson's where in the 90s, if you wanted one, you couldn't get them. You'd go in, you'd order your bike, you'd wait. They would upcharge you $1,000. This was was all after Harley-Davidson had sold the company to its employees to absorb the losses incurred with AMF. And they had a Hail Mary pass in the form of the Evo Motor. And they needed to rescue something that even among people that didn't know about Harley-Davidson had a horrible reputation for quality. I mean, everyone knew that if you had a Harley-Davidson, that it was going to leak, it was going to break, it was not going to be reliable. And I remember as a, a teenager... Watching the marketing strategy go both sides of the fence, they had Malcolm Forbes out there traveling around the world on Harley Davidsons with his wealthy doctor, lawyer, billionaire friends, and then they also had uh, 883 Sportsters you could buy for $89 a month, you know, and they were advertising in the back of you know magazines targeted at 20-somethings, so you could buy the. The Sportster for 39.95 or whatever it was.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Honda a was
0: while. a lot of Japanese companies were hampered by a 700 cc tariff. So if you wanted something bigger than a 700 cc, you were going to be paying more than the Harley Davidson. So you'd go get the 883, and it was actually less money to buy the American motorcycle. And then you had this Evo motor coming out, and every person that had a pulse in the motorcycle industry was saying how fucking great the Evo motor was the second coming of motorcycle engines and how it had brought Harley-Davidson into the 21st century. And and I will say that the Evo motors that I've owned have been fantastically it's, good. The
3: Evolution's arguably yeah. the best. Yeah, I mean, it's, especially if you're going to use it as a base for a performance build, all right. definitely the best. Yeah.
0: And I've always um, just found it to be a really good motor, and people were getting real miles out of Harley-Davidson's all mm-hmm. of a sudden so you could count on a Harley Davidson to be reliable for cross country trips. And Harley Davidson started building bikes that you would want to take cross country trips on. Started putting them in the hands of these multimillionaires who are traveling around the world and traveling all over the place and Malcolm Forbes has a fucking balloon in the shape of a goddamn F.L.H. with Liz Taylor in the bottom, you know, and he's got she's got her hand up him like a puppet, right? And uh, and this is this is the way they were well, and all of a sudden, in every doctor's waiting room, in every uh, dentist's waiting room, there's a copy of Forbes magazine. And Forbes magazine is telling all the wealthy people of America, you need to go out and buy a Harley Davidson because you're not dead yes. yet, motherfucker. You're still vital, you're still relevant. Go buy As a side note, your peepee still works. Go buy the
7: Harley go buy a and Harley. take
3: Lovey for a ride. Exactly, right.
7: <laughs> I saw one of those almost dead. People on his new Harley-Davidson today, right in front of me. Today? Yes. Yeah. He had a brand-new Harley-Davidson. He was riding about
0: 25 miles an hour down the road. (laughs) Dragging his feet feet around turns. Confirms our argument that the marketing strategy that they were using 40 years ago is still working on the people they were selling to 40 years ago. So that guy probably bought his first Harley-Davidson when he was 48, and he just bought another one. Now that he's eighty, yet. I was pressing him on my ruckus. <laughs>
6: I'm serious? I
0: was like right behind him, and he would not. I mean, you passed him like, too, if he wouldn't have reached yeah. out and hit you with a seeing eye cane. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, pops, move it. So That's
0: exactly what I said.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so you've got this this motor that is available in all these motorcycles. So you know, we always talk about dividing Harley Davidsons into big twins and not
3: big twins you know that's yep. kind of the way we kind historically of, yeah and that's yeah, a big part of that was the motor factory themselves doing that yeah. you know dividing them into you know oh the, the sportster you start on the sportsters right. and that'll you know get, learn on those and then, then you can move up, can move to, up a to a big twin a big you know, twin
0: and, and so for this period of time from 1999 to 2006 uh, ish, yeah. and I've looked at at the auction I was at, I looked at some of my numbers, my results from that. All the motorcycles that were listed between 1999 and 2006, all the motors that would have this twin cam, all these bikes that have the twin cam motor in them, mm-hmm. they were all selling for between $2,500 and $3,500. The high prices would be like 5 And these are at auction. These are dealers buying these bikes. They're going to come out and put them into the world at around $5,000. But we have friends here in town that have recently decided to drink the Harley-Davidson Kool-Aid and they've decided to trade in their sport bikes or their, you know, speed triples or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And get...
3: A specific couple.
0: I remember right. seeing well, pictures yeah. this I mean, week. And yeah. they're, not, they're just not the only ones, but... Yeah. told them they're getting old. They are getting old. They're riding <laughs> but... <laughs> And I had kind of... So this is the interesting thing is I have heard about this failure, this fault. I've heard about it maybe five or six times in passing. But everyone kind of shook it off like... Eh, you know, it's not really a big deal. It doesn't really happen to many people. It's, it's an eh. It's nothing to really worry about. But it's out there in literally millions of motorcycles. Mm-hmm. It is in millions yes. of bikes. And in the likelihood of you buying a bike that's between a 1999, which is a 20-year-old bike now, and 2006, which is a 10- or 12-year-old bike now, well, that's the prime area for finding a nice bike with 15 or 30,000 miles on it we know that because there's they're in the room with us now you know (laughs) and these are bikes that we are going to be trying to sell to people that have between 12 and you know twenty-five thousand miles on them and the story presents itself really as a guy who brings the bike and why it got my attention was the guy's dad owned the bike it was the most it was the only vehicle his dad has ever bought brand new what year is the bike 2003. 2003, yeah. So here's a guy that in 2003, 15 years ago, 15 years ago made the biggest single motor vehicle purchase of his life. A brand new Harley Davidson, 100th anniversary edition. And as the son says, dad's absolute pride and joy. Okay, absolute pride and joy. And not a ton of miles on the bike. So clearly babied, right?
3: No, I even asked him, I said, wow, is this... Was that for real, ninety something hundred miles. Like like, yeah. Right, right, yeah, which
0: not nearly enough miles. I was surprised that it had to but, come apart. But. And it was his okay. dad's exit vehicle. Like it was his dad's last vehicle he was buying, and he proud as shit. Like you know, absolutely <sighs> one of those things. And I'll bet you that's sixty percent of the big twins that got sold that year were to people who were literally buying. their, we have the Winnebago, we have the Winnebago. Now we buy the Harley.
3: There were a lot of people standing in line mm-hmm. for the 100-year specials yes. and the gold key package to go with and all yep. the other bullshit. And what did we
0: know? A lot of people say that that 100th anniversary marketing scheme, that 100th anniversary, <sighs> let's turn the valve all the way up and produce as many Harley-Davidson's as this factory oh, can produce.
3: Even the stuff that wasn't an official anniversary edition. Still got it. The anniversary editions were two colors. They were either silver over black yep. with a funky stripe, or they were that blue color. Yep. But everybody got. They badges. would gladly put yeah. the badges, absolutely, and or the gold key package True. onto any <laughs> 2003. You got it, That's making it a making it a dealer right. okay. issued. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, making it a dealer. It sounds funny, but making it yeah. a dealer issued anniversary edition.
0: And I know a lot of people who are dealers that say that what happened in 2003 actually. Drove the first nail in the coffin of the slow sales numbers of 2009, because what had happened is they flooded their market so bad in 2003, pushing out tons of bikes, ridiculous numbers of bikes, getting people in on the thing. A friend had told me that at the 100th anniversary Harley rally in Milwaukee,
6: Milwaukee yeah. which the I The Gathering,
0: gathering. Which I attended and had one of my motorcycles in because I have a military issue, serial number four, MT500. So they paid for my meals. They paid for my hotel room to have the bike up there. He told me that they were doing a special deal at the rally, at the Gathering, where giving you an obscenely good financing deal, if you would sign for a Harley-Davidson a 2003 limited edition at the event right there and then.
7: That was the only year that I ever considered buying a Harley Davidson. Uh, really?
3: Even see there? Holy, holy, shit. That's the only
7: time I ever considered it cuz I thought holy 100th anniversary it might be worth something down yeah. the road, you know, I'm not going to I'll ride all my other stuff and I'll just ride this, you know, occasionally and then So they nearly got I, you. And I almost oh, bought that's, one. But It's
0: fucking amazing.
7: But then I came to my senses. Right. A lot of people didn't and yeah, but happened. you were really drunk at the time, yeah, I was working. Them. Always I, was in working. Bed, I always buy motorcycles when I drink. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I think I've vocalized this before, and I'll say it again yeah. I've never ridden a Harley friend I've never, ever ridden a Harley Davidson.
3: I haven't either. I've never, never been, been a tracker You did, you got the ride, you got the ride the cream. You got to ride, got to ride, that, got to ride yeah, a yeah, shovel head,
0: exactly. A shovel head, yeah. <laughs>
4: so, but yeah.
0: you've never had the desire, you've just never, not once ever.
4: It's not. The, i would like to ride one but yeah. the opportunity never presented itself okay. it's not like in my in my wheelhouse right. i've always been like a vintage honda yeah. guy or bmw never. guy yeah like, or I, I enjoy european stuff mm-hmm. i like some of the old harley stuff but it's just never like somebody said take my bike for a ride never right. never happened I i take it
5: back I, I rode a Harley derivative, so I've read. I've rode Borger yes. choppers. Oh God. Okay. So those are like Harley motored yeah, things. Yeah, but like, I don't but, know. but I don't a know. Harley that's, that's give not a, okay. All right, well, but, but same thing with him.
3: Roger like, just shows him a picture of what right. a Harley looks. This is what. This is where you come from, right? <laughs> yeah,
5: but but even that say like the motor and everything never really did anything for me. And then also, I like to do different things with bikes, and like what they can do is yeah. just so singular. Usually, unless like you modify yeah. It just never appealed to me either.
7: I've ridden two. I'm sorry, Chris. I was going to ask,
1: you know, Phil was making a statement that the flooding of the market with the 2003s ruined them. The
0: ripple effect was catastrophic.
1: So, my question is with that flooding, how long is that still, is that market still flooded? Mm -hmm. It is. And, And so, could that really be a 15 year? Dealers in 2009
0: mistake. ran into a really weird situation. It was a perfect storm for the Harley dealers. Well,
1: we're in 18 now. I know. So, so the question is, has that 15 years worth of, you know, screwing the pooch on the market? Well, uh, no, there's been a turn.
0: They're, they're, they've they're done a marketing shift. They've, they've gone into, they've been marketing to the black community. They've been marketing in Latin, Latino and urban communities a lot stronger and realizing they have a current client there. Uh, one of our friends just got back from oh, Daytona, I think it was, and she was saying that a solid 50% of the bikes, that, uh, she, in her opinion, she felt that 50% of the Harleys down there were being driven by women, that the women were much better represented this year than ever she's seen before.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's because Harley-Davidson is working really hard in that female market, which is good. So I heard
7: at, uh, Harley was a no-show for two years at America. I don't doubt it. And I don't, I don't know because I. And I don't didn't think that's go. their market.
0: I think they're trying to shift away from that because most millennials don't go to America.
4: Here's a question: Is, <laughs> is, is Honda going to do the, the same thing with right. the new Monkey I didn't go Slash yet. Cub?
0: Well, I think that I think that with the Monkey Club, with the Monkey Club, uh, Monkey Club, uh, Monkey Cub, <laughs> we're all part of the it's Monkey us, Club. us, isn't it? Right. The Monkey <laughs> yeah. Cub. I think they've got. I think they got lightning in a bottle because they're going to be able to sell those to millennials and to geezers.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And I do think that's lightning in a bottle. Good mm-hmm.
4: for them. But I think maybe. Harley thought the same thing in 2003.
0: Well, and you're, yeah, and they did. And they figured they figured being the only American brand at the time, and they also figured that owning that market that nobody could take from them, hell, they'd sue people over the sound of motorcycles. Uh, if you produced mm-hmm. a shirt that had a bar and shield on it, you were getting sued. And if you had a Harley tattoo... It'd be better be done with hog
5: ink, or they're gonna get to sue you over that shit. I've been I mean, sued by Harley. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, this they is can it.
7: sue you for a tattoo. No, 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 no. for
5: <laughs> shirts, right? I, I had a company called Rider for Life. We used to do like sport bike yeah. shirts and stuff. Use Bar and Shield. So we did the Bar and Shield, but I changed it. I was like, I'm gonna change this and that right. and stuff. And so we said, I'm gonna make know, it lawyer proof. Yeah, it said Rider for Life instead of Harley. And it said Sport Bikes for Life and all right. the stuff and flames coming up with our logo and everything. And actually, funny enough, I was at the the Washington IMS um, show. We had our booth set up and everything, and there was a dude standing there taking pictures and stuff. And I was like, hmm, okay. Then this other dude came up and said, "Hey, can I get a couple of those?" And I'm like, sure. And we sold them the thing, and he kind of looked familiar, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> if you ever been to an IMS show, like everybody thinks it's a giant party, but if you're on the floor doing something, your day sucks. It's and when you, hard. Yeah, fucking yeah work. it's work. Yeah, and so, like, when great. you get the opportunity to go to your hotel room, you're going there to lay down, watch TV for 30 minutes, and go to bed because you have to get up the next day. So I go <laughs> hit the hotel. I finally get there. It's like 10 p.m. I'm like, I'm so tired that I'm like floating when I hit the bed. And I turn on the Discovery Channel, and it was the history of the V-Rod. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I'm watching this, and it's like the first person to test ride the V-Rod was Willie G. Davison. Yeah. And I'm like, oh fuck! That was the guy that was at our booth today. Yep. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> so, <laughs> I get home. I get home, and two weeks later, I get a white embossed, embossed mm. envelope with the Harley logo on the envelope. We need to see how many shirts you've sold, how, uh, oh, receipts geez. of how many manufacturing shirts you've done. Blah blah blah, whatever. Unfortunately, we sold like 400 shirts. Yeah. At that point. So, uh, yeah, they... They, they wanted
7: a, they wanted a royalty or something? They, no. They cease and desist.
5: and if we sold over a certain amount, we'd have to pay them. But since we only sold 400 shirts and we agreed to cease and desist, we had to give away or destroy the shirts that we had left Jeez. over. And then, so I was like... And, and at that time, they told me that they have a whole department of their motorcycle company. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing this with air quotes yeah. for people that can't see right. it. <laughs> that they have over 20 people in a department that is just... Copyright infringement. Sure. Maybe a, they should
7: take those 20 people wrong. and put them in <laughs> yeah, r
5: but, but here's sure. the thing. Yeah, yeah, they definitely should do that. <laughs> But so any of these people that think that you can do any, they have over 2,000 variations of the Barn Shield trademark in every possible configuration mm. because they make more money <coughs> off the shirts than they do their motor settings.
0: So, John, mm-hmm. what do we need to know? So when you're thinking about these motors, uh, I've heard rumors about these motors failing at as low as 15,000 miles. 12,000 miles, in a motorcycle that you bought expecting to get 100,000 miles out of.
3: Mm-hmm,
0: yep, yep. Why is this, what's the heart of this failure?
3: There was a few issues with them. The really early ones, I mean, if, if you're talking nine nine two thousand, under 2001 for sure, if, if you're in that little bracket, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of issues. Um, there was cam bearing issues, there was crank well, actually, the crank issues continue, but crankshaft issues. Okay. Um, the big one that you're probably talking about is the cam chain. Harley Davidson used what they what they refer to as a silent chain. Yes. The automotive world knows it. They've used it forever. It's oh, a yeah. Ivo chain. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and the the goal was to reduce noise out, reduce. Of that ca- out of that case. I mean, they want they wanted less mechanical noise. They wanted more potato-potato, but they wanted... Hey, mechanical you
0: know, noise yeah. counts towards DBs. Yep. yep, yep and yep, and yep. that is a fact. And If you if you can't... I mean, when you're trying to eliminate DBs for EPA testing, you're going to get them any way you can. Hmm, yep, yep. A water jacket kind of.
3: <laughs> makes it really right. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's nice. Water jackets uh, insulate that is- noise really
6: well. <laughs> <laughs> really well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh,
3: yeah. yeah, there was... <laughs> early bikes, there was some sheared QA issues. Um on cam drive. Really? Okay. There were cam bolt issues where the bolt that holds the sprocket onto the driven cam would shear and let the let the uh sprocket come askew. Yeah. Um the big thing though was the, the, the rear cam is the driven, you know what I mean you got the crankshaft, the rear cam's driven right. so it gets more stressed than the front cam. They had bearing failure issues because when they first came out with them, they used ball bearings on both ends. Okay. You know? And the ball bearings were failing on that more stressed cam, so they changed it to a roller-type mm-hmm. bearing. Yep. You know, a little, um, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, roller bearing. Yeah. Fixed it, seemed to fix it. Uh, in the meanwhile, in those hundred, two thousand four, nine, four years, they used no less than four different designs of, camshaft support plate. Yeah. Or cam bearing support cam plate. Cam bearing support plate, yeah. Um, so if you do get into these things, it's really important to know which one you got. Um, if you can't figure it out, ask either us or the dealer or whatever. Yeah, I mean, right. ask, I mean, ask that's really what it is. yeah um, Once they got all the little, once they got that stuff sorted out, there was still a persistent issue of these, these hivo chains, these silent chains. They were running a spring-loaded, spring-tensioned shoe made of some form of plastic material, yep. composite material, that literally pushes against the chain to keep the slack out of it. when you to look at it, it literally looks like a shoe on a coiled spring, and it
0: just it it it, it <laughs> is rubbing as it does. It is a small shoe too; it's less than an inch, and it's a, a piece of it's on a regular spring, a hinge-type spring. Uh, a rotary spring, and it's putting a hell of a lot of pressure against that chain. Mm-hmm. And the interface material is this nylon, you know, this, this thing. It's plastic, and, yeah, yeah. it's plastic. Yep. And, you know, cars have done this for years and years and years where you have a chain driven cam and you have this big long sleeve. And if you look at a Honda CB750 well. motor, they have one two. A lot of companies will use a device to take up the tension in a timing cam chain. Now the trick is to distribute that load over the longest possible surface, so that you're not grinding, you're guiding. You know.
3: And uh, they will use a guide on one side on yep. the on the slack side yep. of the chain, on the back side, however you want to say the, the Exactly. Side the against rotation. Side. Yep. And they'll use a shoe, and right. the shoe is usually. I mean, if you're listening to this, six inches long, eight it, inches it's long from, inches the, long, from the from the bottom yeah. of the cylinder head down right. to the case of the engine, as long as it's it usually, can be. yeah, as long as it right. can be. Where's cam you when know. you need them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Harley Davidson one is, yeah. it's, it's the size probably of postage 20, twenty mil long yeah. if that so is. It's, it's the size it's of a postage three quarters of an inch if yeah. that. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's literally the surface area is a postage stamp,
3: and I mean the yeah. chain itself, the 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 main drive chain is. Probably about ten inches in overall length. Yes, yeah. and then that drives the rear cam, and then there's a on the inside of the camshaft support plate. There's mm-hmm. another chain that goes from from rear cam to front to the cam. front cam, yep. and there's another shoe there. Another shoe on that one, and yep. this chain is probably. geez, what is that? Six inches six in inches. length. Yeah, yeah, yep. and uh,
5: the
3: they were problematic. No, low, oh, oh, go, send, ahead, go ahead.
7: With a motor running at such a slow speed.
3: <laughs> you would think, yep.
7: you would think that, why don't you just stick with, like, push rods or, you know, like, put on... Oh, it's, no, no, it's I know push it's kind of push rods, rod, but rod. I'm saying, yeah. why not just put the, the can, like... Oh, like, you, you eliminate
0: the chain drive. So, with the twin yeah, like gear,
7: like I right. mean, I know it makes noise, but a helical gear yeah. doesn't make that much noise, and you can run your cams off gears, and it eliminates yeah. all that entire yeah, absolutely. problem. Absolutely.
3: Well, that's one of the fixes. Right. Um, and... Yeah s is probably the biggest yep. that offers that. Um, Andrews offers a, a what the automotive industry calls a double roller, Right. a roller chain. That's actually a bit noisier than the gear drive, believe it or not.
7: Of course it is. Yeah. Um, it's a Toyota uses on their trucks. It was a double. So describe the
0: failure, because this failure the, failure, the failure symptom starts with noise.
3: Failure symptom starts with noise. Um, Basically what happens is the shoe material deteriorates and begins to circulate through your oil system. That's the first... Now, I thought that that was hilarious. That engine also has... An evolution earlier engine has a gear-driven pump. Exactly. Pieces of plastic will be eaten by them and shoved right on through. Right. The the, the the TC's, the twin cams, have... A rotor style or a tricoidal pump. They are not as friendly. I mean, they can actually clog the little passages in the. Um, but yeah, yeah, pieces of the plastic get in there. And there's another thing that the twin cannon engines have that the earlier engines don't have. It actually made the engine very much better. But they have oil jets bolted inside the cases that oil, ga- oil galley's lead to, and the jets direct a spray of oil up at the bottom of the pistons as the engine's running okay. it's spraying oil at the bottom of the pistons for cooling okay. it's a great thing until pieces of fucking plastic get stuck in the oil galleys okay.
0: yeah. and now, now there's little che-
3: there's little check valves in there. there's little exactly. check balls in there yep. the plastic holds the check valves open exactly.
6: oh. subsequently oh. you
3: don't have as much oil pressure everywhere else exactly um, unfortunately, hydraulic tappets, hydraulic lifters Don't like it when you lose oil pressure <laughs> And that's
0: and this is that, that thing where you're stacking bricks yep. You're literally stacking a fail on top of a fail on top of a fail And there's no way to detect it from the outside of the motorcycle When you're going to purchase this motorcycle And you're looking at this bike And you go, okay, it's got 21,000 miles on it Here's his service records Look, he changed his oil all the goddamn time Good for him He used Harley-Davidson Synthetic 20W50 <laughs> And everything else
7: but there's is oil, is oil pressure i mean if is oil pressure an indicator of
0: of uh potential failure yes but you're yeah, where you're yeah, but draw it happens your, really fast right, right. exactly <laughs> yeah. By the point, yeah. yeah and unless remember when you're getting your oil pressure it's where you decide to take the oil pressure reading from mm-hmm. now when these motorcycles which do have three oil oiling systems there's that oil system to the actual head that mm-hmm. lubricates your cams and then there's the oil system the supplemental oil system that goes to the bottom that has all those jets and that's pretty fucking cool I mean that's some slick shit and then there's also your general sump oiling of the bottom of the motor as the as the, the piston goes around if you lose the cooling effect of the oil that's spraying at the bottom of your cylinders and you also lose, which can be obstructed as simple as these little tiny particles, grains of sand-sized mm-hmm. pieces of particles, which also are not behind. They are literally on the wrong side of your oil filter. Correct. So where they're coming apart is on unwashed part of the oil, oil that we assume is already clean. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's getting into these passageways and it's taking this trip through these little tiny ball checks that are super BB sized. I mean, they're tiny, tiny. And if those don't seat, which if you take the equivalent of your two thumbs, the tips of your thumbs out of plastic and take that all the way down to the bone, if you can imagine that much material, because they're about six or seven millimeters thick. And that's a hell of a a lot lot of plastic. plastic to be roaming around your motor. And it can go a lot of terrible places, but that's not the worst thing. That's just condition one. Mm-hmm. You can't even hear that at that point. At this point, all you're getting is starved for oil. You're not getting enough hydraulic not pressure. To make your
3: you, you might thing. notice. I mean, if you've got a keen ear, you might notice tappets making a little bit of noise. A little noise. more tappy taps. Lifters, if yep. you will. A little more tappy taps. You know, some,
1: you somebody that's
3: got a decent ear that doesn't even know engines might think, boy, I might need a valve adjustment. Oh, yeah. Is what yeah. they might think. Right. A
0: hydraulically adjusted vehicle.
3: Yeah, which, you which don't you need adjustment, but I mean. You immediately
0: go, oh, well, it's just a Harley
6: well, people probably
3: would, especially if you're right. new to it. And, yep. you know, oh, gee, I buy my first Harley. And? Because you know, now they're affordable. And, yep. yay. And what's the
0: solution for your motors making a little too much noise? <laughs> change oil. <laughs> yeah. Change oil. Get to the new dealership. Get the dealership to sell you an oil change.
2: Put a louder exhaust on it. Right?
0: Them. Louder exhaust always, right? And, you, that might, you and they mask, said. And that might mask the. Oh, that uh, number the number one segments. problem is people yeah. can't hear this fucking problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, so then stage two is when the metal starts going away, when the
3: plastic's all gone.
0: That shit is now going to get a little more serious real quickly.
3: Uh, yeah, you go from yeah, you go yeah. from a little bit of extra heat and a little bit of noise to a whole bunch of noise, and I think that's where this that's is where at. that one is. And it's, that bike
0: sounded when I when we fired I, that thing up. That noise that it made, my brain pictured the chain <laughs> smacking against a piece of metal and taking large portions of the metal with it every time it did it
6: <laughs>
3: uh, I don't think all that noise I mean there's definitely yeah. some noise coming from the, the cam side of it yeah I, well, does it slap then once that thing is gone Man, is that a once sl-
7: that thing a is gone
0: it literally starts machining itself Okay. so yeah. the chain which is harder than the carrier the shoe carrier the chain will start machining the shoe carrier mm-hmm. and we've got I've got some images here that kind of show what it looks like in, in oh, case it's you're to curious ch- to change that that uh that's what they look like or. when they're bad mm. what they call quote I love it because they call it unacceptable wear <laughs> 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 unacceptable wear looks like it was the landing gear on the oh. space shuttle after the tires came off. Uh, unacceptable wear is not unacceptable wear. Unacceptable wear is there's nine ounces of metal in your motor oh that shouldn't be there. That's pretty bad. That's what the Harley Davidson yeah. guide says is unacceptable wear.
6: That's
5: a that's a that's a, that's a um, Grand Canyon yes. carved into that thing. Yeah, it is literally, and that's already gone yeah.
0: through seven millimeters of plastic, of, you know, Zytel <laughs> nylon, to get to that point. So that's where they're saying is like the acceptable wear thing was like, <laughs> oh, your Zytel nylon is scored. And then it was like replacement is recommended when there's almost no Zytel Nylon left hmm. because that's just roaming around your engine. And then it's this, which is unacceptable wear. Hmm. And this is what it took to get a recall or to get a, a warranty replacement <laughs> according to Harley Davidson's service manual. And when was that issued? Uh, 2007. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, by thousands. 2007, they'd acknowledged that it was a problem and they put out a, a TSP, Technical Service Bulletin. Yeah. yeah, did they
3: extend the warranty on that? No. Then, go ahead, John. Go, go ahead. Oh, so, that's it? That's that's. But, what it's, but it's
2: not an actual recall. It's just a, a, a well. John, has there ever the been website? a recall?
3: Still a minute or two? No, it oh, yeah. has not. Right, there's never there been, was a service yeah. bulletin put out, and I right. wrote it fucking down. So I can't the t- find yeah, there's a t- there's a
0: technical service bulletin that they did <laughs> to basically alert shops to the fact that they were seeing this catastrophic problem, and that that certain. And you know when you read the, when you work at a shop, you see these things. They're worded in the most ambiguous way possible. Mm-hmm. It has come to our attention that on certain vehicles <laughs> that have extre- experienced extreme wear, that on occasion you may notice a lack of oil pressure to the top end, or an overheating condition, or blobby loot or whatever. Right. And if that's the circumstance, now the other thing too is, you can't check this item. Yeah. There's no fucking way that without no. with the motor still. Together. Physically together, you can't inspect it. There's no way for the home gamer who's considering buying a four thousand dollar Harley to know that he is not staring down the barrel of a three thousand dollar motor bill.
3: To my knowledge, and yeah. I could be wrong. I'm sure if I am, somebody will send a fucking email. and I like. To my knowledge, they never did a campaign to say, "Hey, dear customer, voluntary, come in and let us check this out." Right. It was only. After there's an issue, yep. we pull it apart, we find this. Oh, okay, this is wrong. I'm going to fix this and this. Yep.
5: They hired Douglas Adams to to issue the bulletin, and he, he put it in the basement. Yeah. Of of the local the local church and right. it was there for ninety days and nobody did anything there. There was no staircase that. to get down to it, it, it or anything, but like it that. was there. But it was there. It was there. You. So I'm sorry, it. Arthur Dent, but your house is being destroyed. It's gone. Yeah, my bad. We need an ex- we need an off ramp. Yep. Yeah, but yeah.
7: cam chains have been <laughs> yeah. the bane of many companies. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the hand. I mean, and I love GL500. Of course, but they were a problem on a. GL500 It's
0: GL a very hard thing to manage because at the same time we want effective operation of a cam. But we also want quiet,
6: mm-hmm.
0: and we also want long last, long life. But we also want low maintenance. It's asking a fucking lot. But
7: you're almost better off to have a manually adjusted cam tensioner.
0: Well, because then I you think could so. see
7: you could see the distance it's going in, and you could after, see the length of wear yeah. on it. And after could, the
0: TC88, they do. They have a well, they have a hydraulically adjusted tam, 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 cam chain tensioner. Yeah, they. Changed. It also has some problems. See, t- what's
5: the deal with these things? Because even on my S10, yeah. okay, the, the second generation, they addressed it, but on mine, it's something I have to think about. They have a hydraulically adjusted cam chain tensioner, mm-hmm. but they suggest that if around twenty-eight to 30,000 miles, Go ahead and throw the uh, the R1 manual adjustment cam chain tensioner. How come people can't figure these fucking things out? <laughs> just like no, seriously, if all these different brands can't figure out the cam chain tensioner, yes. what, what is the big deal? And, and because uh, the
7: chain stretches and yeah. and the, right. the length of stretch, the amount of stretch is not determined. I mean, it's indeterminate no, what normal. that. I and mean, that's
3: nice. yeah, that's one of the side effects too. That's one of the the things that'll happen eventually if your shit gets worn out is. Yep. Uh, as much as 4 degrees of cams being off yeah. which which and would manifest itself because in the you, bike being really hard to start because you have an intake and exhaust yeah. or because you have a front and a rear cam yeah. it's not an intake and exhaust it's right. one runs the front engine, front cylinder one runs the rear yeah.
7: and it's multiplied.
3: it's it's well think about the engine it's it's working against itself at that point Better potato Which kind of sort of multiplied one of their other Better problems, potatoes. and that's crank shifting. So this is yeah,
0: and this the, is what gets into another for catastrophic a, for the
3: first time yeah. in Harley Davidson history on the big twins, not on the old two-stroke stuff. Yeah, um, they did not have a crankshaft that was pinned and keyed together. Exactly, it was press fit. Yep. Uh, and and I, was that just cost? It was cost, and it was. I mean, the engineering department they they, they thought it was going to work. Okay. And I mean, <laughs> SNS does the same thing. Okay. All right. SNS uses a two hundred and fifty ton press to put their shit together. That's a little different
0: than just cold. guy with a yeah. Yeah.
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: a little different than cold tech. Okay. Um. Yeah.
3: And even they, if you're going, if you want to race a motor, even they oh, take weld the pins. They TIG weld. I mean, absolutely. Right. Standard. What's stuff. the age old? What's the age old thing you do? Your See one crank if you're going to race. What are you
0: You're weld that fucker up, man. <laughs> yep. I, don't care. I, I welded 15 Vespa cranks, man. Yeah, and it's throwing down a whopping 11.5 horsepower. Why? Well, mm-hmm. welding's cheap. But if you twist a crank even one degree,
6: mm-hmm.
0: what happens is when you twist a crank, the left side of the crank and the right side of the crank are no longer making perfect mm-hmm. circles.
6: Mm-hmm. And
0: mm-hmm. once it goes any amount at all, one of them will be grinding something at all times. Yeah, the factory—the yep.
3: factory spec for out around is, is a, thousand, a thousand, which right. to, to any performance it's builder is way too much. To any performance builder, that's like twice what you know is oh, allowable. Yeah. Oh yeah, H- you know half a thousand is usually calling it a, th- calling but, uh, a
0: thousand acceptable is low RPM application.
3: Yeah, they were seeing like up to thirty thousands out Jeez. from some of the factory cranks when they How were twisting. How could that even run? And, well it doesn't for it's very long it, because it shocks me that it that takes out work. bearings it well, yeah, it, it takes them, yeah. it, it takes out the it takes out the bearing which that's another thing that changed they went from using Timken bearings Timken bears, tapered right. bearings right. to trying to use roller bearings in that left side case in 2000 and they went to straight
7: rollers yeah. instead of tapered rollers yeah. yes
3: yeah. in yeah. everything prior they had a pair of tapered yep. rollers yep and that's what located the crank as far as end play. Exactly. So that they, was on the left hand side case.
7: Did they have one thrust and one carrier or two thrusts?
0: They had
7: thrusts. In the Timken bearings were two thrusts. If they had two rollers. They're yeah. against each other, yeah.
3: and your spacer in the middle sets yeah. your thrust, sets right. right. your end Yeah, input? yeah, uh, yeah.
0: So with the Timken setup, which worked great and was brilliant.
3: It's from 1936 through reliable. 2000.
7: Right.
0: Oh, they oh have, so, so
7: the so those that I did have. So when they yeah, went was, to the straight
3: yeah, bearings, 14. that's when
0: they failed. Yeah, well they when
3: they changed 03 and newer. 03 and, and newer are the straight bearings. So they uh, had issues I out of them and cheaper. Supposedly? <laughs> supposedly after the crank twisting issue mm-hmm. is averted, the bearing issue isn't quite as bad. Mm-hmm. Supposedly.
0: But you can I make mean, sure of that by putting in the the, the Timken Literally by putting... Retrofit. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean,
3: that's... Retrofit. Ah, oh, And the cam chain issue, I know we're jumping around here, but... Yeah. are literally jumping around. I'm not going in order. The cam chain issue, it, what's the first thing that a lot of people want to do? Hot rod oh, their motor. Hot rod their motor, absolutely. You're going to put big cams Put in. a little bit yeah. bigger cam. Well, the yeah, cam itself cam the cam it. itself <laughs> isn't a big deal, but right. what do you got to do along with the cam yeah. for the valve springs? Right. Because the cam opens them, yep. the springs close the springs them. springs close them. If that's you put right. a big old wild cam with stock yeah. springs, what happens? Yeah. They, they don't close they don't, as good. They don't close. Right? So you yeah. get float. You're floating like So shit. you get put stiffer yep. springs. What do you think stiffer springs do to those fucking little shoes?
0: Oh, it destroys them because now you have to work so much harder. So now to open those that, that
3: little chain that's yep. gone between the two cams, yep. it's trying to flop wildly. Oh, yeah. Right? Because yeah. the cams are trying to. That's exactly it.
5: So why is this not wildly known and why is there not wild failures because happening? <laughs> People.
6: Well, Don't there are wild. Favorite, by the way, there are a lot there are wild, of wild things happening okay. because
0: I was at the Harley dealership a couple of years ago when a fella came in with an Harley Davidson, and the guy was like, "Yes, yeah, so how long you had that? You know, you had that Harley for a little while, Dave. How you liking it? Yeah, I think I like it real good. Well, yeah, how many miles you got on there? Well, I got twenty six thousand miles on there. He goes, "Well, yeah, you're probably getting ready to rebuild that motor, aren't you?" Let's go and talk to David. Let's go talk to Jerry in the service I know, that's department. Let's idea. talk to Jerry in the service it's department. 30, and about rebuilding, 000. freshening that, freshening up that motor. Because you haven't spent a whole lot of money in twenty five thousand miles. <laughs> yeah. wow. We need to open. We need to open a vein on you.
6: Okay. <laughs> right? I heard that thirty thousand was like that. Was
7: those motors are like thirty thousand mile motors? Which motors? Those twin twin cam eighty eights. Well, yeah, 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 okay. That's I heard that they're, a, they're like average wise. You can but get more, you can get point. a little less, right. but but at thirty thousand, you're thinking about doing something to those motors. For, yeah.
3: Part, partially because you're trained to, right? Yeah, that's I mean, exactly it. Partially because you're right. They started out with the Evo because yeah, the base gaskets start weeping. Thirty two to thirty eight usually. To see one with more than forty thousand miles on, it the base gaskets weren't weeping on. Was it a real rarity? Let me change and that. the dealer, instead of saying, you know what? Yeah. We're going to change your base gaskets and get you going. Yeah. They're going to say, while we're in there,
0: yeah. Don't look you at deserve a stage 2 more more kit. Power? Don't you yeah. deserve a stage 2 kit? <laughs> yeah, Don't you deserve a yeah. stage And that's the whole idea behind it is. You've had your Harley for too long. Your options are either A, buy a new one, or B, don't you deserve some more power? Buy a new you, one is the stage left kit.
3: Right. And, well,
5: and that's funny to see guys that are leaving more Harley. More power, yeah. Stage <laughs> left! Stage left, <laughs> even. Yeah. It's funny to see guy, guys leaving Harley, because yeah. a lot of guys now um, are leaving Harley and buying, like, BMWs and GSAs and stuff yeah. like that, because it's the thing hmm. to do, right? And so, you know, anybody that knows BMW, these, these bikes are good for 100000 whatever. Yeah. And you see these guys with, like, 15,000 miles, and they're questioning it. They're like, oh, that's 15,000 miles. Yeah, they're freaking out about 15,000. I'm like, that thing's broken in, maybe. Harley Davidson
0: people (laughs) come in here and see $28,000 on our our 28,000 miles on our f eight hundred ST, And they're like, oh, God, that's a lot of fucking miles. It's
5: clapped out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's a lot of miles? Hold yeah, on, dude. Just broken in. Settle down, Tiger. So what do you <laughs> think? Is, is it okay, so is it the motorcycle industry, is it programming? Because everybody, no matter what your thoughts are on a car an automobile, yeah. everybody could say a hundred thousand miles is fairly common for a car. Absolutely. Nobody's Today's gonna market. like nobody's gonna Absolutely. blink at a hundred thousand miles, that, right? If it's a and Toyota, buy, double it. Right, yeah. double it, mm-hmm. right? But for some yeah. reason, when people look at motorcycles, sport bikes especially or anything, 8,000 miles and people are sweating. When you get to adventure bikes mm-hmm. and regular bikes, 25,000 miles, people are like... Ugh. A lot of it is they don't, they don't understand them. They, they think that because the bike turns more
0: revolutions per minute that it has a much shorter lifespan. But realistically, I don't think people are even getting that far into the equation. I think it's absolutely... It would cost Harley-Davidson <laughs> billions of dollars to repair the problem the bad egg that was laid between 1999 and 2006. Mm. It would cost them billions of dollars to do that. Whereas the marketing campaign to encourage your customer to get a motor rebuild or a new motorcycle mm. is virtually free mm. and pays for itself and increased sales. But you're also looking at, okay, so you're looking at 2003 And bikes. the customer's stupid. He bought a Harley-Davidson anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's easily
6: he's easily manipulated. Right, the right. force works on that ass. <laughs> yeah. But those
7: people put... Maybe under two thousand miles. Like the majority of those people put like exactly two thousand miles on that bike. A year. There's, there's
0: three of them sitting right, right there. We have we have empirical proof from a very small sampling in our room with us that it is not uncommon to see a 18 year old motorcycle or 17 year old motorcycle with 12 thousand miles on. It.
7: <laughs> right. Yep. So you're not these problems yeah. aren't going to manifest until the second owner buys it. Yes.
0: And decides to ride it. Potentially. Or maybe, but
7: if they're riding it back and forth to bars, and that's why we're talking
0: about it right now, because what we want to do is we want to help the people listen to our podcast prevent them from going out and going, dude, I just scored a four thousand dollar fucking fat boy. I just scored a four thousand dollar fat boy. I got to put some tires on it because they're dry rotted out, whatever, and you know it needs of this and it needs of that. It might need a fuel pump to make you know whatever. I don't give a fuck, right? It, but it just needs a couple of things. But. but what's
7: a what's a crate motor no this or is this is more, more like a, like an 88 this so is what's a, more important gosh. i mean i don't know 5000 bucks no here's what's more important yeah, six,
0: the, 6 7 we have <laughs> first we have first hand information that says that a person right the inheritor of this motorcycle a person who has means will pay $3000 to have that motor fixed, right? He gave 3000 of his hard, hard-earned dollars to somebody to fix the motorcycle that, that had a Kelley Blue Book value of $4,000. So this
7: is a cash cow for whoever's...
0: Well, the problem is, these. the particular person that agreed to work on it and take the $3,000 didn't fix the problem. The noise went away for a little while, and I'm thinking a really good oil change was done with maybe a, a nice heavy weight of oil... But for a little while the noise went away, but that was like what do you say, thirty minutes? Yeah, he long. said the noise went away for Ooh. thirty fucking minutes. Until the oil thinned out a little bit. Right. <laughs> exactly. Now and it so up. it was enough to get the guy out of the door and cash the check. But how bad are you how fucked up how pissed are you gonna be when the bike that you're so proud of that you just scored a great deal on for a four thousand or five thousand dollar big twin <laughs> ends up being depending on the shop 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 to fix it. And as we're going to talk about, how do you fix it?
7: Yeah. Yeah, it's, now, the cam chain tensioner, is that. Do you have to, take, you have to split the case and
3: everything to get no. to it? No, it's under cam chest. That's in the hmm. right okay, hand so, side. Now that's so, just the tensioner. That's just so a amb- simple The tensioner sh- so the, the you do it as issue, only- the cam bearing issue, all that should be addressed at the same time. Yep, absolutely. Do, let's just go ahead and hit it. Do it. My preference would be S&S. Andrews always also makes them. Yep. Uh, different type of kit. S&S makes a kit that I think it retails for about $750, give or take. Uh, it converts to gear drive. It gives you mm-hmm. strong bearing support. It gives you uh, roller bearings instead of ball bearings. Mm-hmm. It gives you a Torrington bearings on the inner cam bearings instead of the I. What the hell did Harley call them? I the fuck are my notes I'm not used to notes INA brand bearings um I-N-A. So I-
5: in a pinch if the kid is 700 yeah. if the kid is 700 800 bucks yeah. what is the customer yeah, looking the at labor at, is i don't know um I mean are they looking at a couple grand
3: what's it to do 100 uh, bucks labor no, it's, no, no, no! It's, it is not another flavor. It's, it's probably it's 750. $90 an hour, and
7: yeah. I, I don't know. I really—I so, mean, so call it like two grand. Yeah, I'm
0: going to call that job. I'm going to call that five to seven hours. Insy's the out. Okay, so if yeah. somebody In-Z's finds a
5: bike that they're in love with, Fat yeah. Bob. That's unbelievable. Gives them the motor boner that they've always right. wanted, right. and they have this particular motor in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should probably plan on two grand to make no, that thing. That's one problem. Oh, continue, John. All right, then. Oh,
0: wait. there's there's more. more. (laughs) That addresses literally two situations. That addresses your cam,
3: cam your cam shoe wear, and it addresses a camshaft bearing issue. Bearing issue, yeah. Bearing failures,
0: right? But realistically, Uh, wow, it's looking up for Harley.
3: The the crank crank thing. I mean, admittedly, that was supposedly contained in late. uh, Supposedly, supposedly, supposedly contained in late. I want to say late two thousand supposedly late 2000 late 2000 so the no 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 cinema? you got two you get two years two solid years I was, of dressers like my idea
0: was that or my belief was that the 99 the 2000 and the 2001s were all suspect of the crank okay so it, the yeah. 99 the 2000 and 2001, 2001 were
5: poison they're so hardly davisons one. they're hardly so that's the crank failures. you said
7: that's a crank failure and then the cam failure is one. when?
0: From 1999
7: to 2006. Okay, so yeah, cam, all of them cam have, farings, have
0: a cam they, failure.
6: Yeah.
3: Yeah. They and think then? they got it fixed, and they, they don't. Well, in 2007,
0: go they said that they changed to that hydraulic timing cam chain tensioner, mm-hmm. which they said fixed the problem, but a lot of people have reported the same problem even after the fact.
6: Yeah. Yeah. thing the hydraulic,
3: the shoe wear then what the, the, it's still going to wear. Well, what the hydraulic... Uh, when they say hydraulic, yeah. all they mean is that now instead of a spring pushing on the arm and the shoe, right. there's a little cavity that's yep. filled with engine oil that's yep. pushing on the shoe. That's literally so like, as engine oil pressure varies, yep. you're not always putting the high... Uh, so mm-hmm. at idle, you're not putting that same, you know, whatever mm-hmm. pounds of pressure mm-hmm. on Audi the shoe. Audi and
7: BMW do the same thing. Right. So, uh, so every freaking automotive yeah.
3: manufacturer has done that since... The 90s probably or, and, and my bike my s10 that's known that it,
5: when it fails it has that it, it exactly when it starts if it doesn't have the pressure up then it jumps right. a couple of teeth and then it bends all
3: oh, the fucking Ooh, yeah. that's even
5: worse yep.
0: uh, i love the quote at
3: least on the 07 and up that is one of the you know at idle yeah. when when the bike's hot yeah hot day hot engine oil at idle yeah if you can tell if you A discerning ear can usually hear a rattle. You
0: can hear the rattle over
3: cold. Yeah, in extreme
0: cases, even the newer hydraulic system can fail at fifty thousand miles or less. Cam chain tensioners have a section in every service manual that covers the twin cam engines and is very enlightening. If your pipes are loud, you may not hear or get any warning. The oil pump passages (laughs) can clog up without making any noise whatsoever, except when the engine starts tearing itself to pieces. The scary thing is that every twin cam engine has the potential to have the cam chain follower issue, even the newer models. Yep. Check things out before this happens to you. Now, this is what I thought was
3: hilarious. And I mean, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to. I mean, you can't say like, "Well, you've made it past, you've made no, it past thirty thousand. You're good to go. You should right. be good now." No, it's right. just like, and the
0: whole idea of check this out because it can happen to you. You really can't check it out. Mm-hmm. The right way check to it check out it is out is convert it to gear driving. Make it. the commitment <laughs> to spend two grand. And to get in to convert it to gear drive, because you're going to check it in the following manner. It's the same way with a KLR. You're going to check your doohickey. You're not going to check your fucking doohickey. You're going to replace right. your goddamn doohickey with a metal one, because the effort of going in to see it is the same effort of going in to Replacing change it. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's just that's a three hundred dollar yeah. issue. This is a. It's like a service. It's
3: like a service manual saying inspect valve clearance. No, right. eh, you, you don't, don't inspect whatever. valve. Oh, clearance. Yeah. You yeah. adjust yeah. valve.
0: Clearance. Yep. Yeah. And the, some some bikes
7: like the hour eleven fifty. Yeah. You have the cams, the cam chain tensions right on the outside of the motor, mm-hmm. and you could just pull them out. Absolutely. They were, prob- they were problematic, too, yeah. but they made, a, uh, there's an updated part number, yeah. and you just take off your uh, you take off injectors, the assembly, and then right. you just, it pulls right out, and yep. you stick them in, right and you're done. Yeah.
6: <laughs> but that so. is not
0: the way Harley was built. The Harley-Davidson wasn't engineered to be serviced mm-hmm. from the exterior in the bearing. Now, the good news is, we don't have to take the motor out of the bike necessarily to do this repair, uh, which is great. But if you do happen to have, in an extreme case, well, that's not going to say an extreme case. I, I don't like the language of saying it in an extreme case. In a normal wear situation, if you come upon the following situation, if you decide to, to fix your bike. So if you decide, step one is remember that, remember the first time you had a Honda car and it said, replace the timing chain or replace the mm. timing belt at 50,000 miles. And you went, I can't afford that.
4: I think it's 20,000 miles. Right, right, okay. <laughs> so Giant Crash Motors. Right. So yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about yeah. Crash
0: Motors and it was whatever the mileage was and we went, well, I could afford a Honda Civic. But I can't afford to do the desperately needed timing, the, the top end yeah. work, or the, replacing the timing belt in the water pump that I should do because I once again am living as a, a young person, so I don't have that kind of extra cake laying around. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be safe. I'm just gonna wing it, right? I'm just gonna drive it. I'm not gonna go too hard on it. And then what happens? Been there, done that. Side of the road,
6: <laughs> right?
0: And it's just like, well, guess what? Now you need. Now you're in for thirteen hundred dollars. Should have bought a Volvo. Well, non-interferences.
1: But you know what? Should have, would have, coulda. I had the same
0: thing happen in a goddamn four hundred and sixty-two cubic inch Lincoln. So I had a vinyl. Drive oh, those, gear. Yeah, those were bad. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So my
0: yeah. yeah, my engine timing was controlled not by you know it was controlled by a metal chain, but it was also controlled by a vinyl gear to keep its luxury quietness. Right, mm-hmm. but what happened was the the car's aged. You know, it's 1968, but it only had 26,000 miles on it. So when I'm going down, fucking you know, 44 at 116 miles That's an hour, into right? Saran. <laughs> right, and start going up the hill, and that nylon gear, that nice quiet nylon gear, decides that it's 20 some years old and it doesn't want to be in one piece anymore. It just went, <laughs> and all the metal parts went, <laughs> and and it was like. I've never seen so much debris inside a fucking motor. And because it's a 462, there's
5: all kinds of places it can go. And you and no I've, longer had a hot rod Lincoln. No, I didn't. I <laughs> had a. I had a fucking... Yeah, oh, I, had a, I had a <laughs> very nice habitat for
0: coral to grow on. Totally. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the Navy decommissions a carrier like this, they normally send it off with fanfare. Just put it, they right. send
7: it to India and they disassemble it. I, was, I was ready
0: to <laughs> scuttle that fucker. I really was. But it was so beautiful. But I went and I tore the motor and I did the job. And it took forever because, once again, I are not car mechanic. But the... Uh, yeah, and... When we're thinking about this, the preventative side of it, you really want to do own that motorcycle just put all that money into it, right? Just for the fucking motor. The second thing is, let's say, Fantasy World, we do have the one buyer who's a legit straight-up podcast listener and he wants to do things right in the world. He's found his $3,500 awesome Harley that he really likes and he's ready to test the waters of being... A Harley guy. <laughs> and uh, so he does everything right. He either reads a book, takes a course, or finds a Harley mechanic who's willing to do the job. They get in there, and they pull out what, what you know what they're going to find, right? The motor's got 23,000 miles on it. What are they going to find? They're going to find 10% of what the factory put in there, where there should be a hell of a lot of plastic. There's now a tiny little bit of plastic. What about doing an oil, oil analysis? That's what we do on our Absolutely. Gearboxes. Absolutely, an mm. oil analysis is going to tell you a lot of things about your motor. Black Hawk oil analysis—they're um, very good and they're mm. cheap, and you can send it, in and they'll tell you things. And they also make snarky comments, so sometimes mm. that's mm. worth the price of admission. They'll yeah. tell you things like, "Obviously, this bike's not been
4: ridden correctly." Sell right? it now! Sell it now! And <laughs> they will—they
5: su- will settle yeah. internet oil forum yeah. arguments.
4: They will, which is—they will stand up on your back.
7: You know, just but, that two thousand bucks is nothing yeah, compared to the amount same. of money you're gonna spend on <laughs>
4: tattoos and, <whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. and, and
0: cutting the ass and cutting the ass out of your leather pants, and right. you finally have jabs <laughs> the
3: uh, but, That's like a few good trips to a titty bar, <laughs> right? But here's the here's what I'm
0: concerned with: if you put yourself in that position and you take that bike apart, you take that motor apart, and you look in there and you find what you're gonna find, which is a stunning lack of plastic that's supposed to be there. Then you have to ask yourself the hard question of, I'm doing this job now, that's great. But where's all that shit? Where's all that plastic? Where did it go? And we discussed that there's a lot of places it can be that aren't particularly good for your future. Because what this does address is good. It addresses the future of a system that was bad that's no longer there anymore. The problem is there are places in that motor where you can't go to get that plastic out. Mm-hmm. And all of them can cause you extreme overheating, rapid part wear, and everything else. So you could do everything right and still be fucking dicked in the ass by this thing, That is problem. It's something I felt that when we were talking to him the other day, that guy, his heart was in the right place. It really was. Somebody had charged him $3,000.00. I loved it when you were sitting there and you're telling him, "Well, did you do the cam chain replacement?" And the guy was like, "I don't know, I have no idea." The guy said something about a bearing. I don't know. The guy said something about a
3: bushing. Yeah, he initially said, "I don't know," right. and then towards the end of the conversation, he said, "Well, he told me about something that the hot setup is to convert it, but he said I was better off leaving it." Yes, and I'm like, "Yes," and I was like, "No, bad oh, mojo." No, well, why would you do that? That, that guy was like. I would
0: like to do the repair correctly, but I'd rather have the same amount of money... Without doing it. Without doing the repair. (laughs) Right. Uh, And that just means that that guy's boat needed a new motor, right, at the moment. And he just figured that, get this fucking guy, you know, this guy's, you know... People, a lot of times, mechanics will read a customer and do horrible things. I mean, just... Horrible shit that we see or we hear about here. So Especially to recap, what year are these bikes? Ninety nine to two thousand and six for sure. What dated did you
3: have? Nine nine oh six. Yeah. So when somebody pulls except, up, except oh. Dynas an 06 Dynas okay. were fixed with the hydraulic.
0: So oh well, whoa, well, whoa. Well, so that I didn't know about that. So the Dynas the the Dynas Dynas got changed in 06 Everything earlier? else got
3: changed in 07 Yeah.
0: Oh, that was probably just a production run thing. Probably. Yeah. probably. Yeah. But yeah, not
3: nine. I had right there's what I had. Yeah. So when some trash pulls so up next to you with the ninety nine oh
5: six right. in between, you yeah. can just start laughing at. Well, it. Yeah. Yeah. so for six
7: hundred dollars more, you can buy a Super Cub and get rid of that Harley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
6: That's, That's <segue>. the moral. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think on that we should remember people
5: you should ride fast and take chances
0: <laughs>
5: bum